name's Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Grow up, 007. <laughs> this never happened to the other fellow. I'm the moon. Every penny of it. So you put your money where your mouth is. Well, that's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. Shocking, positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you a nice train. <laughs> Welcome back to Double Oz 7 for our long-awaited <laughs> preview episode of No Time to Die. Except Noah had to kill that for us. Uh, him and coronavirus and all of the country of Noah slash Korea. Uh, so we got a substitution here for you as we begin the long six to eight month wait for no time to die we are bringing back the rankings we are on to the henchmen the secondary villains the better villains uh everybody but whisper today apparently what (laughs) and we we will explain a little bit about people who are missing and everything in a little bit but uh we have a full crew a full house here today uh just like we did last month and let's just get started before something goes terribly wrong with this recording and we delay by another day. <laughs> My name is Colin, and I do not podcast. I do not rank, but I do make love. My name's Noah. Tabasco! And my name is Ben, and I always do like a good squeeze. <laughs> we can hear that in the background, too. Yes. Um, <laughs> you might hear a lot more as well. Roger Moore. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm so we are going to rank. I'm really glad that we all changed our <laughs> opening lines. By the way, <laughs> that's commitment. I know, right? We could have just gone with the standard ones and pretended to laugh, but no, we all went with something different because we didn't do an earlier recording of this that we had to delay at all. So yeah, we, we will say this recording began about twelve hours ago. Uh, <laughs> so controversial that we have to... We just couldn't stand it. Finally, the... they blew up and they couldn't stand Ben Waterworth. They had to walk away and take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the lost episode of 007. Maybe one day somebody <laughs> will dig it up in a, a vault somewhere uh, where you'll hear us ranking the likes of Apparently. Vargas <laughs> and Davidov. And oh, Davidov. over the course of 12 hours, we decided to ditch them. So. <laughs> it was taking too long. was 100... 100... But we've narrowed it down a bit now. Yeah. We do. Start again. This isn't starting again. We're just simply at the end of the list, and we decided to delete the first 12 hours of this recording. You're welcome, It's people. not Survivor uh, Oz rankings all over again. Vargas, I'll beat her. <laughs> oh, bullshit, I'm hanging out. My uh, name's Kate. But we are going to rank select henchmen here. We've narrowed down a great list of 21 people. Um, and, uh, I guess, I don't even know if we can go into what the criteria is here. I think our criteria is simply a henchman has to not be the main villain. So they're not the ones calling the shots. They're doing the bidding of the main villain. And, uh, in some cases they will fight with James Bond. In some cases they will not, but, uh, we omitted some of the less interesting ones here. And uh, we also omitted Boris, which I insisted was a henchman and my co-host did disagree with me. So send your complaints to... Noah Groves and Ben Waterworth. I'll tell you what, I'll, but... I'll let you include Boris if we include Davidov. No! <laughs> if we're doing that, then we're doing the fuck 
freaking three blind mice. <laughs> oh god, this is why it took right. twelve hours to get here. <laughs> this, yeah. this, is why we, this is why we cancelled the last one. <laughs> I can't handle this crap anymore. <laughs> but do we have any quick thoughts before we begin here uh, on henchmen and why this might be more exciting than ranking the villains, which we already did a couple of years ago? Yeah, I mean, the henchmen are arguably more fun. And yeah, we're not doing every henchman, but I guess we pick the main one or the main two. And maybe we, later we'll go over some of our. We're doing a rankings of two now. This is going to be really short. <laughs> <laughs> we picked the main two henchmen. Jaws um, and team. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's so many. This this list is interesting because there are so many good henchmen that I feel like with all the other lists, the bottom five, six, seven, eight, sometimes even ten, you're like, all right, they're they're pretty crap. But here, for the most part, it's a pretty solid list. Uh, but also, I could see all of our opinions being very different. Um, but you know, it's a difficult list to write because even if somebody ranks someone a bit higher than than me i could probably still agree with it uh so this will be an interesting uh list and yeah we didn't include everyone but we can have some shout outs later but yeah if we include every henchman then we're ranking people like adam and whatnot and it would be 12 hours like the last one and as much as we love to make fun of vargas and whatnot uh we've got to be a little sensible here right i think we're going to do another episode with just some of these secondary ones because I mean, it, it, like Boris, legitimately is second, you mean thirdary? Yeah, exactly. The thirdary yeah. entrants finally on Double Oz Seven. I mean, <laughs> seriously, Boris was a tricky one because you know I can see the argument, but it's also I think that you include Boris, you literally do have to include Davidov and then the three blunt. Like, you've got to really then kind of open it up. And... There is no scenario where you have to include Davidov. Yes, Get we that do. Your head. We... <laughs> like, we're including Dimitrios. Davidov is much more vital to the plot than Dimitrios. Um, but, yeah, I think that... Can I just say that the day that I rank Bert Saxby in the list <laughs> is the day I absolutely quit this show and uh-huh. take a step back and think, what am I doing with my life? Um, but yeah, I, I, th- I agree with Noah. I think that this one might be the most stacked one of all of them because I've I've re-listened to the the songs one recently uh, since we last did our um, our Bong Girl one, and I mean even that one, you sort of we were all like, oh, these are kind of the middle ones that you listen to and all that sort of stuff. And then I do remember the villains one, and then even when Colin and I did the pre-title sequence one, like. I feel there were more duds in those ones where you can easily sweep them at the bottom. Whereas this one, I kind of worked from top to bottom more so. And then I realized it was like, it was really tricky. And I think maybe it's only my bottom three, four that I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. And then the rest, it's sort of like, you know, you could easily make an argument for them to go higher. So I'm very intrigued with this one because I'm going to jinx myself, get it, by saying this. But I think, I I honestly am saying this right now, this might be my least controversial list, but I think I've said that for the last three times we've done this and you all (laughs) wanted to stab me. So, you know, we'll see. If Ben lives through this podcast, then we know it's his least controversial. Ben Um, definitely has Zao at number one, doesn't he? (laughs) Shit. And Dario at number two. Why? Oh, fucking hell no. You ruin everything. Coronavirus, <laughs> delaying Bond. May as well not be on this episode anymore. You know my top two. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, but you can leave. I won't tell you where Necros <laughs> <Please>. is. <laughs> <laughs> 
we are going to run through the full list here, and I guess the only thing I'll preface it by saying is it, uh, aside from trying to pick the ones who are more prominent and memorable, you know, there are some in here that some might say, that well, they're forgettable, but they were more prominent in their movie. We tried to represent at least all the Bonds here. You know, there are a couple of movies that don't include a henchman in here. Um, World's Not Enough for One. Sorry, Ben. Uh, I think the argument was made when we ranked the villains that we have to include both Renard and... Uh, Electric King, and that doesn't really leave a decent henchman. Sorry, Ben. Um, sorry, Davidov. Just like the movie, <laughs> Davidov is forgotten. Not you, Davidov. <laughs> the man got his own poster. Like, that's enough. He doesn't need any more vindication. Uh, but I think the only time we have multiples in here is Live and Let Die. So I'll just run through the list here. Uh, we have Professor Dent from Dr. No, Red Grant from From Russia with Love, Odd Job from Goldfinger, Fiona Volpe from Thunderball, Helga Brandt from you Only Live Twice, Irma Bunt from On Majesty's Secret Service, Wint and Kid Together, One Entry from Diamonds Are Forever. Just Tee- how they like it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, we could not separate them. We tried. Uh, <laughs> Hee and Baron Samdi from Live and Let Die, Nick Knack from Man with a Golden Gun, Jaws from Spy Who Loved Me, Emil Locke from For Your Eyes Only, Gobinda <laughs> from Octopussy, Mayday from A View to a Kill, Necros from The Living Daylights, Dario from License to Kill, Xenia Onatop from GoldenEye, Stamper from Tomorrow Never Dies, Zhao from Die Another Day, Demetrius from Casino Royale, and Mr. Hanks from Spectre. Sorry, I just hear Demetrius and I want to boo. I don't know why, but it's boo, Demetrius! (laughs) James Demetrius was his name, I think. (laughs) If anybody wants to look him up on Google. (laughs) The name's Demetrius. James Demetrius. (laughs) Uh, I think we could pretty much just jump right into this, so we're going to go 21 to 1, unless we have any objections. And we'll go no, and go I want to start at 1 17. To if we do oh, 1 to 21, it'll make us feel less bad about what Ben's about to do. But, uh... <laughs> what am I about to do? All oh, right, rank. It, it's a sad world, world when we have to rank Ben's in reverse order to get a decent uh, average list. Ever. I just want to say, I have a reputation to live up to, all right? So you leave me alone. <laughs> Um, let's kick this off. The order will be myself, Noah, Ben. Uh, Yay, we really ben. should do the worst first, but we're going <laughs> to do it backwards today. I'm going to kick it off with number 21. This was somebody who was off our list until the last minute. <laughs> and I really have... It's <laughs> <laughs> a protest vote. It is. <laughs> Boo! I don't want anyone else. He's going yeah. last. If anything, it's not so much a protest, but I was too lazy to rewrite my list after I'd already made it, and we decided to include Emil Locke back on here. Um, no issues with Locke. I, I probably could have ranked him a little bit higher after Noah reminded me. He, he did have the pictogram scene, uh, all that menacing... That's a No, it's not a banana cue. Uh, but really, there's nothing much to Locke. I mean, I don't remember any great memorable moments. You know, he was rocking that cool 80s glasses. Um, he looks like your dad. Uh, my dad? He's Emil Locke, number you, 21. How do you know what my dad looks like? Who are you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is not a controversial one. Um, he's not my last one. Uh, yeah, it feels <laughs> a bit like a protest <laughs> vote because uh, we didn't originally have Locke on here. Uh, I think there's a couple of things you can give him, which I'll get into, but yeah, Locke for me, he, he he's not a memorable 
henchman, is he? I'm just glad that that's the first time I've ever heard Noah say the words, Locke isn't that memorable, over on the Oz Network. Oh, Gummy Joe. I mean, God, he's fantastic. <laughs> Don't tell me what I can't. Um, well, let's join Colin and rank my number 21 at the same time because I've got Locke as well. <laughs> Can you tell me what the fight was about it not including him then? I don't know. It's just like, no one's like, no, we have to include Locke. And it's like, who? Um, <laughs> he got kicked off a cliff. That was about it. Um, and he, yeah, he got made on a bananagram thing. Um, what was the name of uh, the the assistant? All right, Sharon, I'll lock up. Um, she was better than Locke. Um, boo, Locke! Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about him because he really isn't that great. <laughs> don't we think he's like the villain for the first part? Like, that's like a tease and it's like, ooh, Locke's the bad guy. Well, yeah. that's a good kind of point, isn't it? No, you think well, Davidon... Well, I don't even think... <laughs> like, could we even say he was the villain? Because I think the setup was that, um, uh, what's his name, um... Uh, the, the guy, the, the drug dealer. What's his name? Columbo. Every time, Colin, we talk about how much we love Columbo, you always forget him. <laughs> Columbo. No, I I do love Columbo. I just clearly I forget the name. Um, no, Col- the idea is that Columbo is the villain, fan. so I think Locke is the henchman to Columbo, but no, he's the henchman to Christados. Anyway, yeah, whatever, Locke. Um, <laughs> old Gummy Joe. Don't tell him what he can't do. He's the worst Bond villain. Above henchman. Henchman. Yeah, sorry. But this is where our list is kind of quirky because even though it's our bottom, it's kind of not our definitive bottom because there are yeah. so many missing, unlike the movies or the, the Bonds or whatever, where we had a definitive, this is last. Technically, Locke lock might not be your your bottom henchman. So double it's a bit seven now. list, which is clearly the best one. <laughs> uh, so I'll do my number 21. Uh, it's Locke. No. Um, <laughs> it's Jack. I did think about Spoon. Uh My number 21, there are certain henchmen that you love to hate or, or are annoying in like a good way. But to me, this henchman is just annoying in an annoying way. Um, he's like not me. fun to watch. And there is a memorable scene between him and Bond. But other than that, so henchmen should have some sort of deformity or some sort of quirk. Even Locke had his dad glasses, for goodness sake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> James Dimitrios or Alex Dimitrios, uh, the first henchman of the 21st century. I'm not counting Die Another Day because that movie stings. Um, yeah, this I I love Casino Royale. I love Le Chief, but this guy is really, he, he's a nothing to me. And other than a nice kind of museum scene, not much you can give to old Demetrio. Well, uh, let's give away my number 20 because I have Demetrio. <laughs> You've only got my first two out of the way and I haven't had a go yet. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I question having him on this list as well because to me... Daniel, is this a protest? Well, to, to me, Daniel Craig is kind of only got one henchman, and yeah, but yeah, like he just yeah he he kind of gets grumpy at the table, and he gets his address given away so easily, and then even the way he dies, he just kind of gets a bit of a knife in him, and like where does it stab him for him to die so quickly in the stomach? So yeah, um, he's got resting bitch face as well, which I didn't know men could have, but um, yeah, uh, <laughs> just just. Demetrios sucks. I I can't rank him any higher than this because he's just yeah. You summed him up. So Demetrios, yeah. There go my bottom two. 
he's not going to be much higher on my list, to be honest. But I did revise this because I originally had him, I think, in the bottom three spots. But then, you know, I I, I thought about everything he because I think it is more than just. I mean, his death scene is a great that that fight is a oh, the great fight great, scene. It's but... not. It, yeah, it's not your typical fight scene, but it's it's memorable and it's got a great setting. And he covers a lot of the movie. I mean, he starts in the Bahamas. You know, it, he has involvement with his wife. You have him losing his car. So I think that he was more memorable than some of the other ones that I'm going to rank lower than him. Uh, I think the lack of personality uh, it work. Maybe if he had dad glasses, then <laughs> he would be a little bit higher because I think the character itself does more in this movie. Uh, but it's it performance. The, I think this is what we ran into with the the Bond girl rankings. Performance does kill it sometimes. Okay, well, I think now, you skip me. Where All are right. We at? <laughs> so is it back to Colin. Yeah, no, just skip me because it yeah, is go back yeah. to number Colin's twenty. Maybe Ben will have the least controversy. Yeah, because you're just going to take right <laughs> out, and it's just like boom, boom. You boom. won't even get a turn. Oh, number one, then um, Zal. So here's everything wrong with Jaws. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's not scare people. Um, my number 20, uh, female henchman is an interesting thing. I love the female <gasps> henchman. No. Just the idea because it's something different. It's not going to be Xenia on a top. Oh, don't worry. Fuck, I'll take it out. But, <laughs> but when we're putting this list together, I think that one of the tough things is that often the female henchmen, because they do sleep with Bond, they almost fall into a different category because you're not going to have Dimitri sleeping with bond i mean maybe patrice could have in skyfall because daniel craig had changed you know some of his uh ways by that point but um <laughs> but it, it's it's almost a different category but i think that uh you know if they're clearly working for the villain if they're clearly out to get bond i think they qualify as a hench woman uh but there is one that just for the same thing uh, i just made the argument with demetrius just zero personality nothing really interesting about them and i think the movie itself also suffers from just being plain and just female henchman henchwoman ranking here helga brandt number 20 uh yeah she she's the poor woman's fiona volpe um i think helga has some fun scenes but she won't be too far off for me uh of all the femme fatales which now thinking about it Almost could have been a separate list to this list, but too late. Uh, we're not recording for a third time. Um, so, yeah, if, if you think of all the femme fatales, and especially of the ones that we've included, Helga Brandt is the worst. And we didn't even include her co-worker hands on this list, so I guess it's a win for her that she made it onto the list. Because I, I would argue that Hand is just as prominent as her, but he also sucks. So, yeah, it's a decent spot for Helga. He also slept with Bond. Yes. <laughs> and he had dad glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and he does not make love, but he did. So he broke his thing. <laughs> um, yeah, well, she'll be the lowest femme fatale on my list, and she won't be that far away, but I have her a little bit higher. Um, I do like her in the plane just being a badass and jumping out of the plane. Like, I kind of like that moment. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's kind of why I think she just ranks a little bit higher than at least a few more. So, but yeah, other than that, I can't disagree with anything else you said. And I think no, yeah, she is a bit of a more poor woman's Fiona Volpe. But I think I think we end up we'll be doing a femme fatale one, won't we? Because I mean, you know, people like Miranda Frost surely have to have their own list for something, and a few others. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosie Carver. Ugh, ugh. Um, yeah. Is Rosie Carver Rosie Carver a femme fatale? What is Rosie Carver? <laughs> Who Amazing. is 
Oh, she can't, but tell her she's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, my number 20. This guy is better than hands. I'll give him that. He's better than hands. He's worse than Red Grant. Mm-hmm. And he's worse than Dick Stamper. Um, it's it's Necros. Uh, I love the Living Daylights. Even the name sounds dirty. I don't even like to say Necros. It sounds like I'm saying something inappropriate. Um, he he's just a red clone, isn't he? Um, <clears throat> he he's got a, a bit to do in the movie, and he's okay. I don't hate Necros, but it's just like if you told the average kind of Bond fan. Uh, oh, Red Grant, Odd Job, Jaws, Mayday, uh, <laughs> Necros. Who? Uh, he has some things with some milk bottles and whatnot, but it's like <sighs> all every time they try and imitate someone, and we just talked about that with Helga Brandt and Fiona Volpe, it doesn't really work. Uh, so yeah, I, I wish, I wish that. Dalton did have this menacing henchman to go up against, but Necros just falls flat a bit. I think the 80s had to come off the 70s, where the 70s had, you know, maybe the most iconic period for, for henchmen, and it was very hit and miss with the 80s that we kind of had, you know, a couple of really good ones, a couple of, you know, eh, ones. Um, he's not going to be that far away from me either, but I, I kind of do like sort of just, you know, the, the headphones and just the showing up and the milk bottles and just random... Like, he's got a bit of a quirk about him um, and you remember him. He loves listening to The Pretenders, which makes him want to kill. So, <laughs> But, um, yeah, of the stereotypical blonde henchman, he, he is the worst. At least of the ones we've got on our list. Like, I mean, if we were including some of these other ones, they would be lower. But, um, yeah, he's not that far away for me. He's really not that far away from me because he's my number 19. So <laughs> we're speeding along here again. Um, I think what hurts Necros is that everything about him should make him an iconic villain. He's He's got that quirk, you know, the, the, the milk bottles and stuff like that. It's, it's really fun. It's really interesting. He's got a great look. He looks like, you know, an iconic henchman. But there's just nothing to the character. And, and you know, I, I, it's not even a silent thing because there's a lot of silent henchmen who are much better than this. Maybe it's a writing thing. I feel like he has this really strong introduction in this one scene, and then just floats in the background and becomes a Davidov. So no. yeah, nineteen. <laughs> I'm, I'm ranking him in the middle here, and it's third last. Leave him alone. Ulrich <laughs> Thompson tweeted us back. Uh, yeah, who's better, Necros or Davidov? Davidov. Well, Necros, because he's on the list at least. <laughs> Davidov. I kind of say yeah. if Davidov was if we had Davidov. He would not be coming up for a while on my list. Oh, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Said with such sincerity, but taken with utter... He would be ahead of three blind mice for me. Controversial opinion. There it is. (laughs) We should just say that, like... Three blind mice. (laughs) Necros was also one of those ones that was on the bubble when we made the first list, which I think included, like, 24. True. Like, okay, do we need to include Necros? Do we need to include Locke? And Locke made his way back on, and Necros (laughs) hanging on by a thread. I think, no, you've got to go again, because I've already had my number 20, so now Colin's had his 19, so you've got to do your 19 before I get to my 19. So there we go. Jeez. Considering the the last uh, 12-hour one we did, this one will be 20 minutes. (laughs) 
Oh, it's not really fun when we agree, is it? Oh, boo! Stop, uh, stop agreeing, everyone. <laughs> Say George. Put on the back one here just for diversity. <laughs> Wildcard. Throw Davidoff back. Um... So my number 19, let me just say, I didn't fight for this guy because I like him. I just thought, if we're including Necros <laughs> and we're including this and that, then it made sense to include Locke. Um, I just thought there was kind of, it seemed weird that there was just a missing spot for Four Your Eyes Only, even though we have ne uh, Locke and we have Kriegler. And, so I, d I don't like Locke. I, d I wasn't fighting for him because I'm, I'm a Locke fangirl. It was because... <laughs> I just felt that he was prominent enough to be included if Necros and Demetrios was on the list. Um, he's got the dad glasses and uh, he's on the pictogram, which we love the pictogram. And yeah, he did have that storyline of, oh, is he the villain? And he was kind of this cat and mouse thing going on for quite a bit of the movie. And then I, I give him some points ahead, Necros and Demetrios, just because his death is one of the most iconic deaths in the series, uh, and it's one of the coldest deaths, especially for Moore. Uh, so, yeah, Locke, he's pretty shit, let's be real, but <laughs> I, I think there was enough there that I, I, I'm fighting for Locke on the list, even though I, I'm, not a, I'm not a Locke fan. What a wasted argument. Oh, we should bring Locke <laughs> in! He's the first gone! Well, Necros <laughs> is about to be gone too, and so is Demetrios. But, but... Uh, you know what? Like, Noah's entire else. argument was Noah's entire argument was, you know, we really should have a spot for free your eyes only. There's no spot here for we're not including Patrice because there's nobody from Skyfall. Let's put Elvis on here because nobody's representing Quantum of Solace. Like, come on. Yeah, but Free Your Eyes Only has actual henchmen. Like Patrice <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> these are notable. They're not notable, but these are... Well, I would have had Davidoff on there. Why, did, why don't we have Davidoff? We've mentioned Davidoff more on this episode than we're going to mention Demetrios. <laughs> I don't ever remember debating Davidoff. I would have had him on. Same. <laughs> why is Davidoff on this list? <laughs> why is Davidoff not here? Bring back Davidoff. Hashtag bring back Davidoff. There's our episode title right there. Done. Here we go. <laughs> Davidoff was robbed and so were the three blind men. And Locke is number 90. <laughs> oh, God. Where are we? Uh, okay, we've all... Did we even discuss this list? <laughs> okay, so I, I'm going to do my 19 now, don't I? Don't I don't even remember seeing the list. I just remember saying, oh, who are the people? And then, oh, Locke's not there. <laughs> when did we discuss this? 12 hours ago. Uh, <laughs> all right, now, my 19. Let's bring up someone new. Um, he's... Fine, uh, you know he's he's literally the epitome of this movie. He's fine. He's there. He's part of James Bond, but you often forget about him because you forget about this movie, like I do all the time. He crushes some dice. He's on a plane. He's Gabinda. Um, that's about it. I don't know what else to say about him because I barely remember this guy. So I'm putting him at number 19. Good on you, Gabinda, for singing the title song of All Time High on our episode. Um, wow, we're really jumping here. Gobinda's my number 18. Uh, so <laughs> We're going to be uh, done in an hour. I, I will say, <laughs> I think you mentioned that, um, 
you know, if you look up Gobinda, you just see that like it, looking intensely at the camera. Yes. Right? He's he's got an intense look, so that's something. <laughs> he's got cool weapons, uh, so it's something a little bit more than Davidov or oh, there he is again. <laughs> Hang on, mention number twenty-two for Davidov. <laughs> we need to play a song like Die Another Day. What did you no, just say, no, Noah? Did you just say play Die Another Day? <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I said play Davidoff's theme. <laughs> Does Davidoff have a theme? Uh, anyways, I, I don't... I actually, We're at the ones now where I'm like, I got nothing bad to say. I mean, Gobinda's okay. I think, you know, the, the bottom two are really the ones that I would have thrown off this. Necros is all right. Gobinda's all right. He pretty much fits into the Necros category. I think that he has a really unique look. I think that he brings some intensity to it, but he's sort of underutilized. But cool weapons, at least. That's something. Uh, so my number 18 is Gobinda. Um... <laughs> So that's a clean sweep for poor old Gobinda. Oh, um, poor Gobinda. Davidoff uh, would have done better. <laughs> I probably would have ranked Davidoff higher than Gobinda. <laughs> Why isn't he on this list? <laughs> he would have done Bring so well. <laughs> I would have ranked. I would have ranked Davidoff higher than Locke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, Gabinda, he has a look to him, I agree. I do like the weapons, that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, and, you know, silent villain can be done done well. But Gabinda's kind of like the odd job clone, and we've seen when they do clones, it just doesn't really work out as well. Uh, I, I like his look, the kind of suit with the turban and everything. He's menacing, but... Yeah, especially considering who he's sandwiched between, like, uh, Mayday and Locke. Locke? Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he just doesn't hold up in the canon, but I, I don't mind Gavinda. He's fine. Uh, Davidoff's better. <laughs> he's fine. Poor Davidoff, he's wrong. Um, I, I don't know where we're at now. Okay, honestly. hang on. So well, I just wanted to point something out here. Uh, Noah made the comment about five minutes ago... Timothy Dalton was doomed because the most iconic henchman came from Roger Moore. We have cleared two Roger Moore henchmen off this list already, and we're like four spots in. And, but he's also got 20 films. And pr- pretty good pretty good for you, Colin. <laughs> uh, Necros at number 19, that's two spots higher than I thought you would have something related to Timothy Dalton. It's a good job. <laughs> um, uh, so my 18, then, uh, is... Uh, we're clearing another one off the board. Bye, Necros. Um, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I think I said everything about him before. I, 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 again, I just kind of like that that look and the milk bottles and the kind of just that little bit. Just it's again more than more than Gabinda. You remember it, and just every time I think of the Pretenders, I think of Necros. But yeah, that's about it. Thanks, Necros, for coming and blowing. He just he's gone. Bye bye, Necros. So are we at seventeen now? Uh, we are. So we've yeah. all yeah, yeah, we are. Okay, well, let's get rid of another one. Bye, Demetrios. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nothing more to say I, I i i think with a different you know spin on the character this would have been a great henchman but it it turns out to be average just because you know kind of forgettable kind of bland we talked about the, the great look of necros and gobinda 
Uh, I think the bland look of Dimitrios is one of the things that kills him. Yeah, I mean, he was my bottom, and he he wouldn't be my bottom if we included everyone. Like Elvis is worse. Mm, yes, <laughs> Patrice is worse. Um, but yeah, uh, nothing for Dimitrios. Mitchell's better though. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, you're so number seventeen. Seventeen. <laughs> uh. So, I don't think it's wiping someone off the board, but it's a name that's been brought up before. My seventeen is Helga Brand. Um. <laughs> I like Helga. Uh. Ben mentioned her in the plane. I think that's a really cool scene. Uh. I think she does have a really fun, energetic presence in the movie. Uh, but it, it's just the the Fiona Volpe clone that just doesn't work as well. And I mean, yeah, she's better than Hans. Uh, she, I think she does a good job of pulling off the Spectre agent kind of thing. But yeah, in terms of the femme fatales, um, she, she's she's way down there. Well, the reason I reacted so um, strongly to what you just said because my number seventeen is also Helga Brandt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Um, I don't have anything more to add. I think I said everything before. I, I like I I watched you only live twice not that long ago, and yeah, the movie is just it's such a strange movie. It is such a strange movie, but uh, yeah, that, I just I just always remember that scene when she's just like, "Okay, hey, bye," and she falls out of the plane. And just <laughs> I do like that bit. Um, and again, we're sort of I think we've moved past our bottom, you know, four or so now, where you know they're just meh. Whereas I think kind of each person now moving forward has something you can say is good about them and memorable. So, um, yeah, see you, Helga. Have we wiped, like, everyone off the board now in our bottom four? Five? We've all had yeah, the same all, bottom yeah, four. I think, yeah, they're identical. Five, bottom five, sorry. All yeah. the mine are all. Yep. Wow. This is the first for 007, except maybe for the James Bonds. <laughs> um, but there's only six of them, huh. so... <laughs> all right, so let's... I guess we're. Are we going to run down our five here? Yeah, go for your bottom I five, Colin. So. <laughs> okay, uh, we could just say this is everybody's. Uh, Twenty-one, I had Locke. Twenty, Helga Brandt. Nineteen, Necros. Eighteen, Gobinda. Seventeen, Demetrius. I have De- boring Demetrius number twenty-one. Uh, Milk Bar, Necros number twenty. Dag glasses, uh, Locke number nineteen. Gobinda at eighteen, and bye bye Helga at seventeen. I had Locke at 21. All right. Demetrius, 20. Oh, sorry. Ben has to go. <laughs> I'm still on the episode. <laughs> How quickly we, we Thought you'd forgotten me, eh? Um, number 19, Gabinda, 18, Net Cross, and 17, Helga Brandt. All right. Okay. Um, so moving on to our next section here, we're up to 16. Uh, these are the ones where I actually really like all these characters. So um, I think my bottom five, I, I, my bottom two, I couldn't have cared less about. My you know seventeen through nineteen, I kind of like these ones. I do like all of them. So uh, putting them at sixteen still says I like a lot about this character, and this definitely says a lot because this is the movie that I've already said has improved the most for me uh, since we started doing this podcast. And if I were to go back when I was, I think, 17 or 18 and I watched Live and Let Die the first time, one of our first two Live and Let Die henchmen here, uh, I would have said I absolutely hated this character and I hated almost everything about this movie. Uh, But now I like it. Um, There are so many henchmen in Live and Let Die. Like we joked, you know, we could have included Whisper in here. We probably could have included Whisper. We didn't. We came down to two. And I just think 
between these two, uh, I would definitely rank Teehee lower than Baron Samdi, who's still to come. Uh, I love the claw hand. I love his, you know, laugh. I think that if you don't include him in that final fight scene, he would be lower than this. Uh, but it also always sort of comes out of nowhere. It's like Teehee's still in this movie. So of the henchmen that are left in here, he's definitely the more forgettable one because as many times I've seen this movie, I always forget, oh yeah, Teehee's still alive. Teehee has this fight scene at the end. Oof. We're not going to see Teehee for a while for me. So this is going to be the first one that's a bit out there. Um, I love Teehee. He's so much fun and... Uh, that smile, come on. How can you put that smile at number 16? So, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, beautiful. I'm in awe. Um, so I'll, I'll hold off for a bit more for Teehee, but we won't be hearing about it for a, a little bit more. Yeah, I'm with Noah. Um, yeah, you're not hearing him for a little bit from me either. So, um... Well, I'm glad you could say that because now I can say, Colin! Yeah, <laughs> yeah Colin! <laughs> Jeez! Oh, why can't Did you we just start drag this things? episode? Like, <laughs> we actually do like all these characters. You can't blame somebody if they rank higher than you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be Noah and start crying. We just wanted to rank things. Why'd you have to ruin it? Drop dead. Um, yeah, I love Teehee. Teehee's great. So no, no veto. Um, we'll hear about him <laughs> later on. Uh, okay, so now here's going to be Colin had his slightly controversial one, and now I feel like I know, I know at least one person will find this controversial, and the other person I think probably will too, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, yeah, I feel like this one's going to get me torn apart a bit. I like this character, um, but. I like the other 15 much more than I like this character. Um, and I will say that this character is one of the best things of this flawed and uh, absolutely woeful film. Um, he's got the quirks on his face and the albino-ness and whatnot, but I've, I've got to support my adopted home of the South and... <laughs> and, and, and Put up Zhao. Uh, it's not even a Korean name, uh, as, as I've just read, which is true. You cannot write that in Korean. Um, Can you write it, it in North Korean? Cool. Uh, same language, I think. But um, He's cool. I like Zhao. In terms of dying up the day, he's probably the best part of the film. He's better than Jinx. He's better than Gustav Graves. Maybe not better than Miranda. Um, definitely better than... Uh, I've got Verity. Um, Boo. Yeah. He, so I am giving him props, but I think the other 15 are just way cooler for me. And yeah, he's got the quirk of the diamonds and he's albino and stuff like that. But there's just something that kind of annoys me about him. And I should like him more than I do. And it's probably something to do with just everything to do with this film. But yeah, he wins out for Die Another Day, but he's he's still in the bottom half definitely for my henchmen, and that's probably going to be controversial, I feel. Well, I feel it's a kind of a win, because this might be the highest you've ranked anything from Die Another Day ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I will say that, I don't were you assuming it's me that was going to get pissed off, or Colin? Oh, yeah. I thought you was going to be your number one. Well, in all fairness, do you not remember that Colin fucking loves Al? So, whereas, you know... Yeah. Um, I honestly am not going to have him as... I've not been on this podcast in five years. I'm not going to have him... <laughs> 
as high as you think I'm going to. Um, he's not coming up for a few spots yet. But, I mean, look, I love Zhao. I love Die Another Day. Like, I think, again, as I say with everything we Die Another Day, he suits the film. He's literally got diamonds embedded into his face, which, to me, doesn't make sense. Why can he not pull them out? <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, <laughs> is that ever explained in the movie why he cannot pull them out? Um, but... I I enjoy him. I, I enjoy kind of just the way he is with Graves. I like his death scene. I like sort of his, the car chase that he has. Um, yeah, I, I, I like him, but I think um, there are definitely better ones than him. So yeah, I'm not going to be as angry as I think you thought I was going to be because he's not going to be overly much higher than this spot on your list. Well, I am, and I don't admire your courage to rank him low, Noah, just for the record. <laughs> Look at this. Colin's getting angry about a Die Another Day ranking. Oh, this is fantastic. Colin defending Die Another Day. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we've got henchmen, my next few choices, are perfect examples, who just, they're there. I like them, but they're just there, and Zhao... Ooh. I'm looking so- at the list, and they all look like all-stars to me. <laughs> we'll see about that. But <laughs> <laughs> Henchman All-Stars, season 42. <laughs> and Davidov didn't make the cut. <laughs> Richard Hatch all if over you again. If Davidov would have been higher than Zhao, then you're fired. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <Ugh. laughs> like, Zhao is... If, it, if he was in any other movie, you changed nothing about this. Any other movie, Zhao is an iconic henchman. He's like, so not just that he died on the day. This is brilliant. Colin, keep going. I'm loving he's, this. He's he's fantastic. Like he's We talk again about great looks. This is unbeatable for a look. I mean, especially shirtless. Let's be honest. <laughs> but like he, he's got you know great fight scenes, great action scenes. He's he's a star in this movie. I mean, you put him and Miranda Frost, I can separate them from Die Another Day. That's how good they are. That even though Die Another Day, I think, was ranked number two, my second worst movie of all time. Number two? They are good. <laughs> Hang enough. on. Go back. Like, it was ranked number two. I've, I've been oh, change that ranking, Colin. Hang on. Second, second bottom. Don't. Ben's going to edit that and change <laughs> Ben is going to rewrite this if we let him edit this. Ben is going to go right Second up the from list. the bottom. <laughs> um, but, but Zhao is so good that him and Miranda Frost can make up for When they're on screen, I forget I'm watching Die Another Day. So Zhao definitely deserves better than this. Wow. <laughs> wow. Colin Hilding defending Die Another Day. It's finally happened. Um, ben Waterworth not defending Die Another Day. Yeah, well, what's happening? I've grown up. We've, we've swapped spots, apparently. Um, so this is I, this is going to piss one person off. Uh, it might piss another person off. Uh, I don't know. Similar to what Colin... Uh, don't tell no, me Zao is next. No, it's just there. <laughs> um, no, he's not next. Davidov. Um, <laughs> uh, no. Now, again, similar, I think, kind of... Was it Colin you mentioned this? It kind of really, from now on in, I think most of these people you just say good things about. Um, and again, this guy's good. He's he's enjoyable. He's got a very iconic scene with Bond. It made our Hall of Fame. Um, but the, the, the thing is, I look just like 15 other people better than him because I think they've got better quirks. They're more memorable to me, and I'm not a huge fan of this film. I, I find this film below average. It's a bit boring to me, and it's definitely not one of my favourites. Uh, so um, he's had his six. Dean, it's Professor Dent. Um, <laughs> he's not, he's coming up soon. That's all I'll say. I, 
again, I like this character, but this is one of those examples that I was saying with Zhao, where it's like, he's there. Mm. I don't see that he's incredibly memorable in any way. I th- he is the original henchman, even though I, if you're looking at Dr. No, he doesn't fit the mold. I don't think anybody in Dr. No fits the mold of a traditional hens- henchman. I mean, really, we didn't get the traditional henchman. Wait, we consider it. <laughs> but but you're the, I'm not going to say you're the only one because we like the three blind mice, but nobody is saying the three blind mice are the original henchmen. You know? I would rank the three blind mice ahead of, of uh, Dent. There you go. What about ahead I, of Davidoff? I would rank yeah, Davidoff ahead of Professor Dent. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> but I like would. Professor Professor Dent is a henchman in terms that he is working under the villain. You know, he gets a mission given to him to kill Bond. It's with the spider, you know, <laughs> um, and he's kind of slimy and he's kind of creepy in certain ways. But even in terms of like the actor Anthony Dawson, I mean he's still more remembered for being the Blofeld you don't see the face of than he is as Professor Dent, which is why I say Zhao deserves to be higher than Professor Dent. But he's not my next one, but he's coming up. If Professor Dent had diamonds in his face? Uh. (laughs) If he was bald and shirtless? Uh, Is this what we're going to get for everything now at the end of your little speeches? And that is why Zhao should have been... Uh, Yeah, I, I... you did offend me, Ben, but it was more when you were talking about Dr. No being boring. Like, you can just F off. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, Dent's not super high for me. I, I don't think I've ever announced myself as a Dent fanboy. I, I would rank the three by mines higher than Dent. Um, but uh, he's got a lot going for him, and I think I, I want this podcast to give Dent maybe the appreciation that he doesn't get anywhere else ever um but you know i am 16 uh, i I could put him higher but it's a decent spot thanks (laughs) it's okay it's the nicest you've Um, ever been to me on a rankings episode (laughs) it's decent (laughs) this i'm not sure if it's going to be controversial or not the accusations thrown at me one way or the other um (laughs) I, I want to make an argument for why this is in the spot it is. I should also mention that we are more than one spot into the ones that I actually do really like. And this person is one of the better things about it, the movie, which is my number one or my number one worst, whatever you would call it, <laughs> Bond movie of all time, which hurts it a little bit. Uh, I think the fame that this actor has achieved since the movie came out is one oh, of these no. things. <laughs> I mentioned the same thing with Christopher Walken. Like, people... <laughs> It's not. Like, let, let's be honest. Uh, let's let's no, just say it. Okay. Number fifteen, Dario. Um, nothing wrong with Dario, but we're still in the top fifteen henchmen of all time here. This isn't like one well, of our top one hundred. You're the villain of this episode. <laughs> well, I, I'm just I'm trying. Others, other than the way he said honeymoon, can either of you tell me what great moment Dario had? He gets knocked out in a bar fight. <laughs> just made my point for me. He gets chopped up in a choppy-uppy machine. I think he, he just commands the screen every time he's on there. Like He's just got this aura around him that you just want to keep watching him every time he's on I the agree. screen. I agree, but the character itself is... If I'm going to fault a character... Okay, here's a great character with a lame performance, and I'm going to rank those people lower. I think I also have to say, here's a great performance in a lame character... 
and the lame character <laughs> has to take some you know, points Who? off. So still, I like the character. I'd still rank him among the best henchmen. It's in the top 15, but I don't consider him to be as good as the ones still to come. Who, who was a better Including character? Zao. Who was a better character? Dario or that thing he played in um, The Last Jedi? <laughs> oh, Dario, easily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I disagree with this one. Um, I think Zal's a worse henchman than Dario. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Dario really should hurt me now. Dario really fits the film that he's in and I like him as this kind of youthful guy with Sanchez um, and the performance is just next level I think it's the best performance in the film I would say because uh, you know I liked Timothy Dalton but <laughs> some of his old body um, so yeah I've got Dario higher I just Where I, did you rank License to Kill among the films? I'm just curious. You said he fits the film. I had him. I had that quite low, but you know, you can't <laughs> say that. You, you cannot say that. Need my point for me. No, I feel like I'm attacking. You I'm, cannot I'm, use that logic because you put Die Another Day as your second hey, worst Drew, film, and you're defending Zhao. Good point, but I still haven't <laughs> heard anything memorable about the character other than the honeymoon line, and yeah, great performance with a kind of average character well davidoff is a great performance and hey <laughs> low blow noah <laughs> dario didn't get a poster <laughs> i just i'm actually I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised because a i thought that dario would have been a lot lower for colin and i thought dario would have i didn't realize noah you were a bit of a dario defender so um Oh, sorry. I thought it was Daria. I'm on yeah. the wrong podcast. Well, that's what I thought. I was looking. I was about to <laughs> type this Daria. up, going like, "This is my spot. Gotta <laughs> get off." <laughs> oh, I miss Daria. That's a great show. It is. Yeah. The 90s. Um. Look. Um. I love License to Kill. I love Benicio del Toro, and I love Dario, but. He's, again, similar to Zhao, not going to be that far away from me, which might be surprising for some. So, um, yeah, I'll just say that. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome, Colin. <laughs> How is it that I'm not getting yelled at yet? It's like Colin and Noah are getting yelled at. This is great. Oh. I love that you said yet, as if it's inevitable. <laughs> well, we know it is. <laughs> Number 14, Jaws. Um, so, Noah? Your Noah. Turn. Uh, okay, so I'm about to get yelled at. Um, Boo! The controversy. Yeah, we got the five out of the way, and now the controversy will just flow from here. Um, this, I absolutely know, will be super controversial. Uh, but I'm just going to use Colin's own logic on him of, it's the number 15 henchman. I like this guy. Uh, he's a good henchman. He's, a, in fact, a great henchman. Um, I just... It, he's never connected with me as much as the others. And I really like him. I don't really have many bad things to say other than he is another one of the clones and the clones are never better than the original, unfortunately. Um, and I do think that our podcast about him was more entertaining than he is in the, the movie. And I do think another one-scene henchman in the same movie is more memorable in a way. We didn't include him. Um, so, yeah, I feel like this is going to go down really 
badly. Uh, I like the guy. I just think he is amazing at action. He he is memorable, but he he can be a bit boring at times. And I am whew, I'm really sorry to say goodbye to Mister Dick Stamper. Oh, John Tenney had a dream that he would be higher than this. Oh. Um. <laughs> The tricky thing with Stamper that I found when ranking this, because I love Stamper and I love Tomorrow Never Dies, it's just this is where I think it's tricky with the henchman because it's just he's just in a group of ones that just are so good and it's just you just basically got to find them in the spot. And I, I really got to keep yeah, repeating myself more. that we're just all of these people are great. It's just it's just tricky. So, um, I mean, I've got him higher than this. I'm not going to you know deny that, but. Um, Again, like with who we've got left on the on the list to go, I mean, it's uh, yeah. But he's great. Stamp is great. I actually really do want to read the novelization to hear about this snuff stuff. So, but <laughs> I do. I love his quirks. Like I love kind of you know his tools and you know learning from uh, Doctor Kaufman and like you know his record was like two days. I hope to break it. Um, yeah, and he's he's one of those badass ones. Like when he gets his foot crushed and he kind of just has that little smile and he's. You know, oh, you can't hurt me. Like, he he was the precursor to Renard. He was meant to not feel pain, of course. But, um, yeah, no, Stan... He is great, but Dr. Kaufman is more memorable. <laughs> yeah, but Dr. Kaufman... Uh... Like, I, yeah, I see it, but I don't... He's like in that Boris character. He's not a henchman. He's just kind of like a secondary uh, villain, you know? I'm fine with him not being on this list, but I'm just talking about in regards to the film. Eh, I mean, I can see it, but I would still put Stamper ahead of Kaufman. The Kaufman! This is... The Carver! <laughs> like, I'm not going to attack Noah for this, because I'm kind of in the category of... Uh, oh, where... <laughs> this isn't Zao, I'm sorry. Should be the other way around, uh, Noah can attack you with coronavirus. <laughs> but I definitely agree with Ben that it's one of these ones... I'm not going to rank him like in my top five or anything. You know, he's, he's going to be coming up eventually... Uh, and we are in, in, oh, yes, they are. They're all good henchmen. Everybody wins. <laughs> Participation ribbon for Stamper. But, uh, We're all millennials all of a sudden. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, I, I'm just kind of kind of often compared to the last one I ranked. And I think he's similar to Dario in a lot of ways that it's the performance, I think, that really helps with character. I don't think the character itself, uh, the most interesting thing about the character we did get to in our recap episode, the most interesting things were left out of the movie. What we're left with in the movie, though, I think is still memorable because of how good the performance is. And here's a guy who's not Benicio del Toro. He's not an Academy Award winner, multiple time nominee yet. But he brought yet. That's right. Still got <laughs> lots more in him. Uh, but he brought so much to this movie and so much enthusiasm and energy and intensity that I, I think I just I've always loved the performance. And I think Tomorrow Never Dies. For me, especially because even though I had seen Goldeneye, I've always said this was the movie that really got me interested in watching more James Bond than just Pierce Brosnan. And even the first time I saw this, I'm like, I loved Stamper. So he's sort of got some nostalgia for me here. I'm not going to be ranking him. It's it's higher than this, definitely, but it's not going to be that much higher. But I do feel like he's definitely better than Dario because I think the character is still more interesting and the performance is definitely on level with what Benicio Del Toro did. Uh, it's me, isn't it? Um, okay, where are we up to? Uh, I don't know how this one's going to go down. Uh, again, I just go into anything thinking that it's going to be controversial and you're going to hate me and you're probably all just like, yeah, it's okay, it's fine. Um, 
we've already had one person up from this movie, uh, but I would put this person lower than the one that's already come up because, again, this guy's great. He's memorable. He's got a great laugh. Wears good makeup. He's a bit flamboyant. But what else does he do? Um, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) That was a very animated laugh. (laughs) I know where you're going with this. Um, (laughs) But, like, I mean, that's what's so good about him, though. Like, this is kind of why I rank Necros a bit higher, because I I love them, you know, what I said about him. But, like, and this is... You haven't put up Necros yet? No, I have. I said this is why I had him, like, I had Necros (laughs) higher than you guys. That's what I meant. Sorry, calm down. Can you imagine? (laughs) Necros, number eight. Um, But, again, (laughs) Baron Baron Sabity is, is great. And again, they're so great. Yay, we all love everyone. Um, but I just have 14 other people who do better things for me. And he's got a great laugh. He's got cool stuff. And he's a flamboyantly fun character. But Baron Samity, ha-ha, 15 for me. Okay, I just want to – I'm not going to argue somebody's choice if they don't find them as interesting. But your logic of what else did he do but have a good laugh – He's the only magic immortal character that exists in the James Bond universe. Just just think of what you just you, said, though, there. You go off at me for invisible cars and gene sequencing not being realistic. This is James Bond and we have a magical immortal character and that's a good thing? I'm not... No, no, but if you had said... Okay, his quirk is way too out there, way too ridiculous. Then I would have come back at you and attacked you for the invisible car. But you didn't say... His quirk is too out there. You okay, say, well, I'll say it. His quirk is too out there. I'll, as I always do, I still think on this show, so I'll steal your opinion there. His quirk is too out there. <laughs> you actually use the words, what else does he have going for him? He's immortal. <laughs> He's magic. But again, that's just, that's just a, I think that's a dumb reasoning to make him, like, what else does he have going for him? Like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> Go to Harry Potter then. then- Come up with a decent argument before you say something stupid, Ben. <laughs> no! You put T.E. at 16 and T.E. kicks Baron Samity's ass! He's not a- Baron Samity's immortal! T.E. can do nothing to him! I don't care if he's immortal! <laughs> like, that's just James Bond! That's a dumb reason! Okay, I'm we, just gonna say- we... <laughs> Go. Go. I just want to say that if anyone's thinking about Nick, uh, putting Nicknack up, we've not seen him die, so he might be a more. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we technically didn't see Mr. Hinks die. He fell out of a train. And again, I'm not putting Baron Samby in my top five or anything, but it's just <laughs> the logic of he's got nothing else going for him. I love how you find that so funny, but you're like defending like a <laughs> stupid thing. <laughs> he's got nothing else going for him. You're dumb. He's immortal. You sound like one of those kids. All this character <laughs> brought was that he had a good laugh. Yes! <laughs> a magical, immortal character. That's like saying, you know what? There's really nothing to the uh, the Aston Martin in Dine of the Day other than no. a nice color. It's like, I mean, well, there's a lot more to few, it than just few, a nice color. A few weeks you ago. You can say it's not good, but there's more to it. A few weeks ago when we put Solitaire up, nobody <laughs> defended the fact that she had psychic powers. There's a little bit more to I her. Did. I think we did. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I never thought that Baron Zamedy being immortal would be the most controversial thing. Right? 
But it's really, it's really uh, rubbed Colin a certain way. Colin ceases <laughs> to amaze me sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Hang on, he is defender die another day. This episode, he put license to kill up in his top like two thirds, and all of a sudden now the whole controversy. Baron Seventy being immortal. Who are you, Colin? <laughs> But getting into my actual response here, um, I think. <laughs> okay. Let's do your actual response now. I think that Baron Samdi is more fun than oh. Tee. I think if you're going to fault Baron Samdi for anything, it's the fact that I, I think we they, we've said on the episode or even multiple episodes we've done on now. The guy was like seven feet tall or something like that, and you just didn't get that on screen. Like they didn't put him standing next to people enough, and that would have just really pushed the character over the top. But to say the character had nothing more than a laugh, I just wanted to point that out. Okay. <laughs> Even though I'm not going to be ranking him super high here. And I do think oh. that, you know, especially the first time I watched this movie, it caught me off guard. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing. Especially when I saw him riding on the train. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But I've come around. I'm like, it's fun at least, you know. I've got, I've but got he to say, is immortal. You, you say about the whole thing, like, oh, ranking that, blah, 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 blah. I guarantee if you go out to any casual Bond fan, remember Baron Samuel. Oh, the guy who laughs. I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh, the guy that was immortal. I guarantee being immortal is going to stick in people's minds more than the laugh. But how do they know he's immortal? How do they know it's an invisible car? Well, Nicknack's clearly immortal then, as Noah said, because he's at the top of the thing. Oh, Nicknack is immortal. <laughs> That's a Nicknack. Ah! Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, Noah's loving this. I, yeah, I'm not, not Baron Savage up next. I, I like his laugh, and I like that he's immortal. <laughs> Noah's just trying to piss everybody now. Did you say you've got him up next, or he's not up next? Oh, he's not up next. I like Baron Savage. I don't know what else to say right now. Davidov's immortal. <laughs> he's not. Not you, Davidov. <laughs> That was up on the train at the end of World of Not Enough. That's the end of No Time to Die. Now we've we've cracked it. You don't have to see the movie. No need to wait for eight months. Davidov lives. That's yeah, what it is. Let's be honest. Rami Malek isn't Doctor No. He's Davidov. <laughs> Everything point, changes. Davidov returns. <laughs> oh God, whose turn is it? Is it my turn? It's Colin's turn. I think it's mine. What spot are we at though? Uh, we are up to <laughs> number 14. 14, okay. Uh, <laughs> let's make up for some lost time here. 14, Professor Dent. Uh, well, oh, yeah, the immortal. let's make up for some lost time. <laughs> 14, the immortal Professor Dent. <laughs> <laughs> also for me. Um, but I just want to say, yeah, he's my 14. It's it's high for Dent. Um but I want to say, I'm not ranking him here because he's the first, much like Honey Rider. I, I really think he gives such a great performance. He's so smarmy, and I like how he scours so much to Dr. No, and that iconic scene with You've Had Your Six is so good. And he just has the face of a villain. Like His performance is, is kind of subtle, but also over the top. Um, so I'm glad that Dent's got more of the acknowledgement that he deserves as a henchman, because I thought he was going to go much lower than this. Uh, so, hooray, hooray for Dent. I, I, I think he's a good henchman. Actually, he surprises me. I thought that 
Dent was going to be one of these ones where I get ripped a new one, and I thought, no, you would have had him in your top ten. But hey, what do I know? I like Dino. Uh, have I ever expressed my love for Dent? I mean, yeah. I like him. But... Doctor No to you is like a Brosnan film for me. It's like it just you always defended, and it always seems to go high. I, I know, but. but... Also, Die Another Day is Colin's second worst <laughs> film of all time, and he's going to put Zhao in the top ten. Touche. Uh, just out of curiosity, Noah, is Dent a little bit too fancy and British? Is that what <laughs> <laughs> floor? Yeah, that suit, just that, that really lowers it for him. Um, uh, back to Ben. Thanks, Colin. <laughs> um, number 14, it's time to <laughs> put him on a nice honeymoon. Uh, I have Dario. Um, I like Dario again, and he's great. He's 14th, blah, 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 blah. The thing, though, that I do like about, like, I think, Noah, you said before, he's, like, he's very menacing. He's just kind of, you know, he fits the tone of the film so well, and he kind of really works in well with Sanchez. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot more to say. I, I, that honeymoon line, though, it's just one of the most weirdest lines in James Bond history, but you do really remember it. It's just kind of one of these just... Stupid lines. It is just so bad. It's good in some ways. So um, yeah, Benicio del Toro on his honeymoon. He should he should say that like his Star Wars character. Honeymoon. I've already put him up. I think I've only put him up one spot lower than you. I just want to say there was no debate whether Dario would be the one included from this movie. Wayne Newton was never in consideration. Milton Crest. Milton uh, Crest, never in consideration. Milton Crest, tell him he's fired. Um, I'm I'm shocked that I've put Dario at the, the highest spot, really. I mean, I like Dario, but I thought Ben would have had him top five. Um, so, yeah, good for Dario, I guess, but I'm shocked that I've got him at the highest spot. Me too. Are you shocked, oh. Colin? <laughs> Is it my turn again? <laughs> Yes. I am shocked. Shocker. Uh, Shocker. So we're 13 now. Um, I I honestly, this is nerve wracking going first because I feel like, you know, all of my choices are controversial now just because, like, this should be top five. You can make that argument. I love all of these. Odd job. Um, Yeah. I, I. I, I really like Dario. I really like Professor Dent. I absolutely love everybody that's still to come now. Like these are like all could have been top ten for me, but you kind of had to put some a little bit lower. If I had gone last, this would be a lot easier because then I could just pull a Noah and just agree with everybody. But uh, <laughs> instead, I have to pick the tough calls here. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, except for, except for Dario or Zhao. Colin is the henchman of this episode. <laughs> Dick Stamper. Ben's the Dick secondary one that gets killed off person. Uh, we've said that Daniel Craig's don't have great henchmen. This was a great henchman. I still don't consider it great enough just because I really wish they'd kept this character around. I love this character enough that I actually think it's a disservice to kill this character off. Or did they? We don't know. He might be immortal. Uh, but you want to talk about quirks. I mean, ripping men's eyes out, a silent henchman ripping men's eyes out is incredible. And I really struggle with this because when I... Uh, kind of looked at the original list and saw Mr. Hinks on there, I thought, this is a top 10 henchman. But then when I looked at the ones that were still to come, I just had slight reasons why everybody would be higher. 
Well, Colin, this is not that shocking because I've got Mr. Hinks at number 13 too. Um... Oh, isn't it easy to agree? <laughs> <laughs> Quick, change the list. <laughs> um, <yeah>. Relief. <laughs> uh, I, I like Hinks, but he's not a top 10 for me. Um, Dave Batista is a great actor. He's Everything he's in, he's really good. I guess, and this is the problem with our damn four, 400 podcasts we did on Spectre is... I guess that I was a little bit disappointed by Hinks because I was so excited by this idea. If we're going back to the traditional henchman with a quirky name and a quirk to him, and he did deliver, but I guess there was something that just didn't land fully for me, even though I do like Hinks. Um, and I hope that Hinks leads a trend in the 21st century for for more Bond henchmen, but... Yeah, compared to the rest of them on there, he just doesn't quite land. But he is good, and it's great that Craig actually got to have at least one proper henchman during his run. Um, yeah, he won't be that much higher for me either, but I agree with everything that's said. Um, I do wish that the whole eye-gouging thing had been a bit more utilised. I think that would have been a cooler aspect, you know, because um, even if you go back to the Brosnan films... Um, I mean, is it really Xenia that had the last quirk? I mean, okay, Stamper had his quirk, but he didn't really use it that much. He kind of only talked about it. So it's been a while since we had a, a villain who had like a quirk, a uh, henchman that had a quirk. Sal right? had diamonds. <laughs> Davidov was Davidov. <laughs> Davidov was <took> selfies. <laughs> <laughs> Davidov got shut down. That was his quirk. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, again, I agree. I think it's good that we had, Craig had at least one. I think he'll come back, though. I, 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 you know, I feel he'll come back. I'm good with a one-off, Miss Tings. I like him, but I don't think we need to do repeat henchmen, and we'll get into that later in the episode. Uh, my number 13, which, again, this, I think, is going to surprise people. Uh, I've got Zhao. Sorry, Colin. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, he's got diamonds of on his all face. things to <laughs> not defend in Dino the Day, you picked this. <laughs> Like, I, this is me. I love Gustav Graves. I love Jinx. I love the song. Uh, <laughs> so, but like, if we did second, if we did Femme Fatales, like Miranda Frost isn't going to go that high for me because I'm not big on you. You like the what? two things to me, which are maybe the lesser things of the movie. Like, and stop, stop, stop. I mean, Frost is good to look at, but you know, she didn't win a gold medal. Come on. Um... But yeah, like I think I said everything about Zhao before, you know, diamonds, quirky, car chase, great. Rick is fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I think I've said everything else I need to say about him. All right. Um, I just want to put this out there. Ben ranked Jinx, the song, the movie, <laughs> uh, and Gustav Graves all considerably higher than Zhao easily the best thing about this movie just let that sit with everybody there yeah uh, i mean i've i've already put him up but i just i love this world that we're living in with ben as the ultimate die another day fan suddenly just backing out on zao and colin coming in it's like it could not be more poetic it's the opposite uh, opposite world right now it's fantastic uh, this could have been the then. one time that you ever agreed on something to do with Die Another Day, but nope. Wait till we get <laughs> yes. to the wait till we get to the the, the fourthery girls rankings when Verity comes in at number two. <laughs> <Verity>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Here I was 
Seem to have come undone. was throwing Ben a bone, saying, I'm going to defend Die Another Day, and he bails on me. <laughs> I'm like gonna the true wake is. up. Yeah. Yes and no. <laughs> Analyze uh, that. Yeah, Colin. <laughs> Sigmund Freud. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this. Oh, I feel. I feel so terrible every time I do this. Now I hate going first. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. I'm no one will gonna... join you in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna do it. I'm actually gonna call an audible here and flip to my rankings because now that I'm looking at it more, um, I hate to say this, but somebody's actually made an argument that maybe lowered this a little bit for me and that is that the best stuff was left out of the movie even though i do love this and i just don't i don't want to cling just to nostalgia so i'm gonna put stamper at 12 although i will say he was originally at number 11 on my list yeah i mean i put him 15 you put him 12 it's not too much of a difference uh again i like stamper but in terms of all the other henchmen including some of brosnan's henchmen he, well, one of them at least. He just doesn't hold up as much, but Stamper is fun. But yeah, maybe nostalgia gets in the way a little bit. Uh, yeah, he won't be that far away. So, yes, that's fine. Okay, my, <laughs> number, tw- <laughs> my number 12, and I'm going to knock one off the board now, is Dario Honeymoon. Um, I'm shocked I had him... At the highest, but I think 12 is a decent spot for Dario. That's like halfway. Uh, I think he's a bit underappreciated, and yeah, maybe we remember him for Honeymoon, but according to Ben, we remember Parasimity just because of his laughs. So, yeah, uh, I just think he, every time he's on the screen, you, you're enjoying watching him, and he is one of the best parts of. License to Kill, um, he's probably better than Sanchez. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sanchez, eh. Um, and I like that he fits the film as this kind of young, young kind of guy moving up in the ranks type thing, and he's just got so much damn charisma. So, yeah, I think around halfway is good for Dario, but shocked that I put him up the highest, really. Because I'm not a diehard, Dario. But... You had License to Kill at 22, by the way. I think that question was raised earlier. Um, I had it at twelfth, smart position. <laughs> um, Where I rank the movie higher than Dario? Yes, you rank Zell <laughs> higher than Die Another Day. Um, That's yeah. Sharky on the Allies list. Sharky. <laughs> <laughs> Sharky. That's the real question. We're dying to know. Where's Dillo? The fans want to know. Yeah, would Sharky rank on the Allies list? Dillo. Um, yeah, I've already put him up, so, cool. <laughs> I think you're up, Ben. <laughs> oh, right, you don't want to say anything? Sweet. Um, well, you both put him up a second ago, so let's get rid of Mr. Hinks. Um, again, the eye gouging should have been more. Dave Batista, great. I love his final line, shit. Like, that's fantastic. And I also love the fact that he, like, wipes his hand. Like, he does his graphically murderous death and then he just has to wipe his hands. So, uh, and he's part of the boardroom scene, which is one of the greatest scenes in Bond history. So, yeah, Mr. Hinks. Uh, I just didn't even occur to me when Noah said it, but I just remember now. No, I think, Noah, you were the one that said, or maybe Ben, one of you said, Dave Batista's great in everything. 
Uh, I think at the time we're recording this, his latest movie, My Spy, has not come out yet, where he babysits a <laughs> nine-year-old girl. So when you're listening to this episode, just keep that in mind. <laughs> Coming soon to yeah. parody this month was, eventually. Pre-My Spy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's me again. Okay. Uh, another one I hate here. Um, you hate so this one. was my... Yeah, why they 11th response. if you hate them? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, this was originally my 12 spot. I flipped it uh, with Stamper. Uh, again, I'm shocked if this ends up being that I'm ranking this the lowest because I'm easily the biggest defender of this movie. Um, let's just say there's some great things about this character. This is obviously following on what we had with the, the early Connery movies. This was a change. It was the first female henchwoman we ever got. Uh, I still think it's one of the best we've ever had i think when i was younger i would have ranked this character maybe even in my top five uh goes down a little bit now because i think that you know the let's say the same thing as hinks maybe a little bit underutilized especially when you consider the novelty at the time of a female henchwoman um i think i said last week you know domino was probably the most attractive of all the bond girls fiona Bolpe may even be more attractive than domino She's easily the most attractive henchman we have on the list here, so I'm putting her up at number 11, one spot higher than I originally intended. Knickknack is hotter than Fiona Volpe. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm going to get so many groans from this. My number 11, Fiona Volpe. Um, <laughs> God, I like going second. Um, yeah... I, I, she is great. She is the prototype of the femme fatale. And, you know, there's a character that will come later that's higher on all of our lists that wouldn't be around if it wasn't for Fiona Volpe. And she's easily the best part of Thunderball, which, let's be real, I think the common consensus now is it's a pretty shit film. Um, no. And... <laughs> yes. Well, common. Two out of three. <laughs> um... <laughs> She's better than Domino. She's better than Largo, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, now I do have I do have to wonder how much kind of my fond memories versus how how good she is as a henchman. But yeah, Fiona Volpe. Anytime she's on the screen, she's just commanding it, and um, totally agree with you. And I think if she made it to the top ten, I'd be fine with that too. Just out of the top ten is a good spot. Um, and I agree, she's absolutely stunning as well. Wow. I, in a million years, never thought I would have her the highest on this list, and I'm going yeah, I'm to. I'm shocked Colin put her up at <laughs> like, 11th. That really shocks me. Yeah, damn. Um, yeah, no, I've still got her a few spots higher, so um, I'll just save it for then, because I'm, I'm in shock. I thought of all people that this would be one that Colin would have a lot higher. So, yeah, wow. It's your turn. Me? Oh, no, shit. No, it's your turn. Hello. Oh, no, wait, you went. You were number 11. Noah agreed with me. That's right. Um, well, I might as well just clear another one off the board then while we're here. Bye, Stamper. Um, Dick Stamper. Um, sadly, couldn't quite sneak into my top 10. I very nearly put him at 10th, swapped him over, but um, I didn't. So, um, for Carver, for Kaufman, uh, for Colin, for Noah, for England, James. No, for Stamper in an 11th. <laughs> Uh, agreed. <laughs> Do we want to go over yeah. our last our ones that we've got before we get into the top ten? Oh yeah, what do we have? Eleven to sixteen. Uh, sixteen, yeah. Okay. 
So at number 16, I had Teehee. At uh, number 15, I had Dario. At number 14, Professor Dent. Number 13, Mr. Hanks. Number 12, Dick Stamper. And number 11, Fiona Volpe. Uh, number 16, I had Zal. Sorry. Uh, um, number 15, Dick Stamper. Number 14, Spidey Dent. Number 13, Hinks. Number 12, Dario. And uh, number 11, Fiona Volpe also. Does that mean we're all going to have the same top? 10 with the exception of two of them well yeah eight no, of the I think top 10 well zal's not in my top 10. We, yeah we've each had i think one that we've put up that nobody else has i think tihi baron samdi and zao have only been brought up once so oh, far tihi hmm. oh zao um, baron samdi the immortal uh dario <laughs> the mtv cartoon star uh zao diamonds are forever Mr. Shit Hinks win my spy and stamping all over the world at number 11th. All right, let's keep this rolling. Number 10, the immortal Baron Samdi. <laughs> uh, honestly, the only reason that I wouldn't have ranked this character higher is because. Yeah, he is a henchman, but, you know, he's. <laughs> I'm going to defend Benzer. No, he, he's. He doesn't do much as far as a henchman does. He doesn't have a massive fight scene. Oh, he doesn't, doesn't do anything. I have him immortal. He's magic. Mickey Mouse he is, is immortal, back. but like, I feel like this character is there just for his presence. His power is that he's there. You have Dave Batista. He will rip people's eyes out. You know, Fiona Volpe will sleep with you and then kill you. Xenia on a top will does not make strength. love. Vargas doesn't make love to you. you Davidoff will we'll take so a pain. selfie. <laughs> <laughs> down off in selfies. Um, but I think it is a good argument to make that Baron Samdi doesn't do much as a henchman, but that same argument could be made that his presence is his power. Like, he is there to scare people, and he doesn't have to physically get in altercations with them, even whether he's immortal or not. Even if he, it turned out he wasn't immortal, if we didn't have that train scene at the end, and he was just a deterrent for people, I think that's still such a great thing with the character, that you have a henchman who is just there to put the fear of God in people, and, and he doesn't have to do anything but laugh and just stand there. Yeah, we'll be hearing about uh, Baron Samedi soon for me, uh, but I do think there are uh, a character from that film that is lower for me, but he I just agree with everything you've said about him. Well, I put him up and I was an idiot before, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, so into my top ten, number ten is Teehee Johnson. Um, I love Teehee. Colin, what are you on about 16 for Teehee? Like, that smile alone is a top ten smile. Um, I just love, the, the hook is the classic kind of, uh, henchman quirk. I love on the Bond wiki, there's a picture of him, and the, the caption is, Teehee feeds the crocodiles. Um... <laughs> He's just, I love the kind of friendly henchman. That's menacing in itself. How, how smiley and how charming he is, is almost scarier than the henchmen that are downright just straight up scary. Um, I love that he's just, I think somebody said it as maybe a negative thing, but I love that it's kind of like, oh yeah, T, he's still here and here he is with the crocodiles. And, and when he's just so charming when he first meets Bond and, the hook, it looks a bit hokey now, but it it is a, a fun gimmick. And 
I just the the, the acting in Fatihi is just he, he's just a, a charming spot in a film that's gone down in my rankings over the years. Tihi is great. I love Tihi. Number ten. Um, <laughs> what do you think, Ben? Well, my number ten is Tihi. Uh... <laughs> oh, just copying the crowd, Ben. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually surprised that Colin had him that low um but the thing i mean i just watched living let die recently again it's just such a meh movie i think i had it at second worst when we did our rankings i would honestly probably put thunderball below this now but i mean tee is probably the best thing about live and let die um outside of roger moore um and I like the crocodile bit. Like I, I love that bad assery of him when he's kind of just feeding the crocs, and then just you turn around and there he is, like removing the bridge essentially, and just leaving Bond there. And he's just kind of got that, as you said, no, that smiley aspect to him, which is kind of really cool. So, uh, and the claw's awesome. Like claw's just such a quirk. He's kind of the first henchman to have, I mean, besides Odd Job, I guess. But like, you know, outside of Odd Job, the first one to really have like a real quirk, sort of like that. So, um, yeah, I love T. T. is a top ten villain. For sure. That's why he's 10th. Mr. Winch was gay. <laughs> Everyone was That's gay in the 60s, kids. Noah. Everyone was so happy. That is quirky. Um, the only thing I really want to add that I haven't said already, because, uh, again, I like, every, every, I agree with what you guys are saying. I just don't consider him to be as good as the others, especially Baron Samby. But uh, let's at least be honest. The last fight scene, which is like the big surprise he's still there, it's a terrible fight. It's Aww. not like it, this is the grand return of Teehee. Well, I, I do, you're I do a, like the bit, terrible fight. but I like the bit when Bond like cuts his wires and he's kind of. That's when he finally stops smiling and he's kind of like, "Huh." I've got a question for the panel. <laughs> Teehee, <Okay. laughs> the panel. Ooh. <laughs> Teehee is better than Mister Big Kanga. Yes, easily. No. <laughs> this is why we love our debates. Kananga sucks. I love Kananga. This well, is what, the other thing I found weird here is that, I mean, I ranked Solitaire higher than everybody else. I ranked Kananga higher than everybody else. And then we get to the henchmen, and you guys are suddenly in love with Live and Let Die. <laughs> T- well, you're in love with Die another day, apparently. Yeah, so, you know. Di- uh, Rosie Touche. or Teehee? Teehee. Wait, what was the option there? Rosie Carver or Teehee? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Rosie Carver's uh, not an I'm option say... for anything, unless the shittest Bond shit ever. <laughs> I just want to point something out, okay? If you listen to our last episode, the Bond Girls episode, and you read the write-ups, you, again, can clearly tell when Ben writes the write-ups. Because put, Why do we all hate Rosie Carver still? Meanwhile, on the episode, Noah's like, I'm coming around. I like Rosie Carver. <laughs> Do you realize I write these as we're recording? Like, I've already half written this one, so, you know. I can... uh, my final question is for Ben. Uh, Rosie Carver or Whisper? Hang on. Why does Colin find these write-ups <laughs> stupid? And what's and... the deal with Rosie Carver? And what is the deal with Rosie Who is who is the immortal character in Bond? I've already, I've already, I've already written that. I've already written that. And why does Ben not understand immortality? Why is Noah trying to be funny and failing again? <laughs> um, what did you say, Whisper or Rosie Carver? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whisper. Whisper. <laughs> oh. Jesus. How is that even a question? <laughs> Colin Davidoff or Whisper? Last question. Oh, uh, Whisper. Oh. Oh. Hang on, hang on. Why does Colin <laughs> smell? What does Colin smell? <laughs> Go with some cheese. <laughs> all right, number number nine, Colin. Why do we all love Locke? <laughs> no, it's gonna. The write-up's gonna be twelve hours to read. <laughs> Ben's essay. Um, number nine. Uh, here's where I think I'm gonna take some criticism. Uh, I I will say the same way you guys are talking about Thunderball and Ben talking about Live and Let Die. Like, it's just it's a terrible movie. This is what I consider this movie to be. I consider it to be a bad movie. And oh, despite oh, how I feel oh, like... Oh, despite how I feel like I'm... Whenever we do these rankings, I'm in the minority. I think that it's pretty safe bet that among all Bond fans in the world, you guys are probably more in the minority in your love for this. Uh, I just want to say I rank this well inside my top ten. Something else I would never have done a couple of years ago. Uh, it helps that there's two of them. It helps that they love each other. Winton Kid number nine. Oh no, that's all I've got to say. <laughs> um, oh, Colin. Yeah, they they will be coming up very shortly, but um, I'll talk about them then. We are going to be considered crazy for how high Di- Diamonds Are Forever places on all these average rankings. You guys do realize that, right? We're going to be considered crazy that Zal would be higher than Winton Kid. Tiffany yeah. Case is legitimately, what, in the top 10? Yeah. Or close to that we, for you guys? No, I lost our shit at how great Tiffany Case is. Like, if this was secondary girls, I'd be having plenty of tool in my top 10. So, you know. But trust I would, me, I would in the minority five. for thinking that. Like, we, we can't be so crazy. Winton Kid should not make the how, top five. How high is Die Another Day on all our lists because of me, all right? So there's <laughs> at least two of us with Diamonds Are Forever. So you're slowly and coming on Die Another me. Day. I like plenty. Plenty of tool. Plenty of tool. I would rank her high for the secondary girls too. Um, Tim, plenty of tools hot though. Plenty of tool She's named hot. after Ben's roommate, perhaps. Oh. <laughs> she Fuck. is hot. She is uh, very hot. I don't think this should be such a like. Oh my god, wintered kid in the top ten, like. Yes, they deserve to be there. It shouldn't be such a like controversial thing. We should own it. Winton Kid should be up there. It shouldn't even be like a how oh, how did they let Okay, Tiffany Case, I love I ranked her high. She she did rank higher than Pussy Galore. Maybe questionable, but I still love her. Uh it shouldn't be a thing of oh Winton Kid in the top whatever, like yeah, they they've earned their spot there. I think most people think they're probably the best thing about Diamonds Are Forever. And most people don't think much about Diamonds Are Forever. That's my point. Well, most people are <laughs> well, idiots. What do people think about Die Another Day? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Again, I'm not walking. I ranked them number nine. Like, that's well into the top half. Brag much? <laughs> ben, like, well, I'm going to surprise people here. Zhao is low. <laughs> I think it's Ben's turn. Isn't no, it's not. It? No, no, it's my turn. No, it's yours. I'm too shook by this decision. <laughs> uh, oh, shook I think up. I'm gonna... uh-huh. 
Sorry. I'm sad that Elvis isn't on the list. I'm just doing an Elvis <laughs> impersonation. Oh. <laughs> number 12, Elvis Presley. Boom. Um, number nine, I'm going to knock one off the board. Uh, Baron Samity. He's the immortal Baron Samity um, <laughs> with the great laugh. Uh, I, I put him in the top 10 because he's just so unique. If you look at the 21 people here, he's easily the most unique because he's such a double. He's, he's, he's magic. Didn't you know that? Uh, he wears white face paint. Ooh. He has a laugh. He wears white face. Everyone half white face. He's, um, half, he's half Justin Trudeau. Um... Everyone on this list is not as unique as Baron Samity, and he still stands out to me as like, Nick what Nick? the hell was that character? Yeah, Nicknack is amazing, but he's not as unique as Baron Samity. And he's a midget. He's... <laughs> They're normal people too, Ben. So are um... people who laugh and are immortal. <laughs> <laughs> you said it all yourself there. Um, just... Yes, the laugh is amazing, but just the prancing around, he's so flamboyant. And that, somebody was saying, oh, I used to hate the train scene. That train scene is one of my favorite scenes in Bond, I think. What a way to end the film. And I guess you could think, oh, maybe they'll bring him back. I'm glad they never did. But he just fits the film of, yeah, T is the traditional uh, henchman, but Baron Samity is just that weird quirk and that, that time that, that Bond dipped a little too far into the acid, but but in the right direction compared to something like Diamonds Are Forever, which I love, which was maybe dipping in the acid in the wrong direction, but or the the pigeons and the whatnots. But yeah, he's just that unique. The top hat, the face paint, the the dancing, the laughing, the immortality, everything about it is. 50 years on, and we're thinking, what the hell was that? And that's why he deserves the top ten. Um, I mean, I put him at 15, so I disagree with being in the top 10, clearly. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> That's my turn. You're up, Ben. Um, well, let's clear another Why one. Why can't Ben remember his spots? <laughs> oh, hang on. Do you want me to write that in the thing? Uh, why is uh, Ben... Why is Ben so why has been amazing <laughs> at remembering and still the funniest person on this episode and the best looking. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, Fiona Volpe. I, I'm so surprised that I'm the only one putting her in the top 10. I, she's the best thing about Thunderball. She's great. She's a badass. She has motorbike with bloody missiles on it. Um, she basically... Fucks one person's brother to kill them. Um, and she's just, I just enjoy her. Like, I just do not like Thunderball. That went down for me on a recent rewatch, but she went up for me. Um, and of course, she is the inspiration for the esteemed Fatima Bush. So, you know, that, <laughs> that's also a good thing. So, yeah, I, I, I think she's a top 10 henchwoman. And again, surprising that I've got her the highest. Can we be serious here for a minute? If Fatima Bush was in here, where do you think she would rank? Because I, I like her. She'd be higher than Fiona Volpe, probably. And where would mm. Basil and Zortan from Casino Royale 1950s go? <laughs> What's the Somewhere other one? Somewhere around the Atom. 
ranking. <laughs> Wasn't it like Basil Zortan and like Frank or something like that? <laughs> Frank. <laughs> Wasn't like the third one just called something normal? Sorry to all I'm, our Basil I'm and Zortan. I'm waiting for the day where a henchman is named like Roger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roger Moore, rest in peace. Oh, Roger, don't. don't. It's so sad Wonder watching what... Roger Moore now that he's dead. <laughs> Again, somebody's to blame for that. I just and we I thought feel he was so immortal. Bad. I want to yeah. do all our recaps again because I just I, I needed to appreciate how good he is. Ben, can we just test out your powers? Can you say, uh, "Oh, let's hope Baron Samadhi doesn't die," and then we'll really test your powers? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't because he's immortal. <laughs> See, Ben really is a henchman. He has a quirk. He kills people. <laughs> and he does not make love. He does not make love. <laughs> People in my house do. He's the only one in this place not making love. No, right, there's an orgy going on and I'm not invited. <laughs> to, to be fair, Colin, I'm the only one in my house and I live alone. And he gets to make love. <laughs> not making love. <laughs> and it's a solo apartment. <laughs> you have sex with Han Solo? Uh, yeah. I would. Um, what are we up to? Number eight? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, man, I hate this. Uh, <laughs> another one that I feel like on first glance, I'm like, this has to be a top five one. But I mean, you, you got to get a little bit nitpicky with some of these. Um, oh, I'm having second thoughts. I'm having rancor's remorse here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> should I be calling it audible? <laughs> Um, I am going to flip this here. I'm going to rank a new person at number eight, one spot lower than I originally did because I just can't bring myself to rank the other one at number eight. Uh, we can finally clear him off the board, Zhao. Uh, oh, this is yeah. a, it is a top five henchman, uh, <sighs> but the movie brings him down to a top eight henchman. Uh, whatever else you know, you guys did. That's 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 on you now, Ben. This is your fault. Wait, wait, um, I blame. You. Wait, 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 wait. If you're going to put Zhao up at number eight, you've got to at least tell us why. Yeah, you've been defending him, but <laughs> I have no idea why we're supposed to like this well, guy. Well, again, he was he was my number seven. I mean, we've you guys have said enough already. I mean, he's got the quirks galore. You know, he's got the the the, the pale white why? skin. He's got the diamonds in his What's face. He he's, he's got. <laughs> He's got a physical presence unlike anybody else we've ever seen as a henchman outside of maybe Jaws. Like, if I'm looking at all these other people. Red Grant, Uh, Odd Job, uh, job. (laughs) Zenya, Mayday. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's stronger than all of them. Well, I'm saying just looking at him, his physical presence. Because he's got diamonds in his face? Red Grant. He's beautiful, too. Uh, If he's wearing a shirt, he would be like 12. most attractive. Um, and he's just, he's so cool. I mean, you know, Rick, you, and I'm just amazed he has not gone on to become a bigger star, you know, die another day, probably kill that for him. But he, he's just, this is the epitome of an iconic henchman. And if he were in any other movie, I would have ranked him at least seven, maybe even higher. Uh, but uh, I'm going to flip it and rank him one spot lower here at number eight. I just, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't dislike that. I put him... 16, which is, I mean, bottom six, but <laughs> well, oh, Ben's got all uh, something tickled Ben suddenly. <laughs> Sorry, you have Zal. <laughs> what? It's, it's Zal. 
Like, I love Die Another Day. You've just done a Where was Jinx on your list, Ben? Where was the song on your list, Ben? This is so much better. The song is amazing. (laughs) You just lost all credibility. You said Jinx is so much better. Not just Jinx is better. Jinx is so much better. So much that has brought you to laughter. That's how great Jinx is. It has brought you to laughter that somebody considers Zhao better than Jinx. But you literally were like, Zhao has such a physical presence, more so than anyone else. Like, like, no! Uh, That's just... (laughs) (laughs) Jinx was number six or seven on your list? Yes! Easily! Ben, I love that you're laughing right now. All the listeners are just laughing. It's like, I can't believe Ben's so stupid. What did he I, just say? I don't care. I'm sorry. But part of, part like, of it is also that I the hardest, this is a happy The hardest laughter. Ben has ever laughed. The hardest Ben has ever <laughs> laughed on the show. at the hands of this. You rank Zhao bigger than Jinx or the song? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly happy that Die Another Day made it into somebody's top ten and it wasn't me. Our average continues to be ruined. <laughs> and not at the hands oh, of Ben. Sorry, I just it just hit me. It is 20 past two in the morning here as well. I've got people having sex in my house. I'm fine. I'm going to run a 12K in about five hours, but it's all good. Um, it's and eight. I just can't fathom this bizarro... <laughs> We're living in the Bizarro universe. Colin is putting Die Another Day in the top ten. And I, I love that Colin was saying, you ranked the song higher than Sal. Uh, yeah, I can't, even, I can't even deal with this. If I was to predict going into this episode, this is not what I was thinking was going to happen. Colin, can I ask you a question? If, if Zal sang Die Another Day, would you rank the song higher? Oh, easily. <laughs> and what Especially the deal with Zhao. <laughs> he, Zhao is amazing. Zhao's shirtless. Zhao's got diamonds in his face. What's the deal with Zhao? <laughs> I wouldn't say he's the most physically imposing because, I mean, there's like no, I never... Ted on the list that I would say, like, Sandor from Spy and Love Me is probably more physically imposing. No, no. And he has I a tie. Let me just clarify. I didn't say physically imposing. I said he had the best physical presence, meaning everything. The look of the character, the, the, the size, the, 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 just the presence, the charisma. The like you, He stands on screen. Without him doing anything, you look at that guy. If, if we just saw a poster of all the henchmen, he'd be <laughs> next to John. The guy you go. Colin's a size <laughs> queen. <laughs> Davidoff has a poster already. It's on my wall. But that, that's kind of you know, if you're going to sell a movie based just on the the look and the presence of a character, Zhao no, is something. You sell a movie. What? <laughs> what? I said looks aren't everything. Zhao <laughs> does have a poster. You do know that, right? I know he has a poster, but I said you make <laughs> all of the henchmen. You put that. <laughs> On a poster, you put Sandor on a poster. People are going to pick out Zhao and say, "This guy looks like a henchman." He looks like Phantom um, of the Opera. <laughs> How is he the thing you're attacking and die another day? What is wrong with you? <laughs> because because he just out of all of them, he's just like bleh. Like 
Like, Jinx is fun because she goes, Badoom, no your mama. Like, and then the song is great because it's Madonna, it's dancing, and I want to go to a, my middle-made gay club to dance to it. And the movie's just fun, whereas Zal's just there. Name me one iconic Zal one-liner. Go. He doesn't need a well- Name one iconic Hinks one-liner. Shit. <laughs> We name Jaws iconic one-liner. Well, here's to you. <laughs> it's not even the line. You can't get it. Oh, it's around there. You can't even give me half of a Zell line. Oh, I've got diamonds in my face. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Colin. I think Sandor is more physically <laughs> present. He's big. In more ways than one. And he went to Cairo. <laughs> uh, why isn't Sandor on this list? He's a great I just want to I just want to remind the listeners that Zhao has been knocked off and Winton Kid are still to come. And again, I like yes, Winton Kid, but they are not higher than Zhao. Winton Kid shit all over Zhao. Did you see the most iconic gay James Bond couple ever? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> No, I said they're one of the most iconic, iconic couple of henchmen ever. I didn't mention their sexuality, actually. <laughs> well, I think they're the only couple of henchmen. Well, they're two of the best henchmen. <laughs> All right. And yes, they may be gay, but there's nothing wrong with that, Colin. There was in the 60s. And there's nothing wrong with having diamonds in your face, Noah. <laughs> there was in the 2000s. <laughs> well, he's North Korean, and I don't like that. <laughs> That's dangerous to me. I can't rank oh, him higher prejudice. than That's why he ranked where he did. Prejudice. It's not, it's not prejudice, it's political. You shouldn't say that, Noah. They're listening to you. They're just up the road. Yeah, I know. That's why. That's... They're like, this is for Zhao. <laughs> no, for Korea. <laughs> for Korea, no, for Zhao. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't put them in the top ten. That's like a, that's a, me being a traitor. Uh, is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what a shame because we've just had so much yelling and it's about to continue. Um, oh no. Yeah, I'm gonna hedge a bet that maybe at least one of you has this character first. Oh maybe. no. Yeah, I think Ben knows who it is, and I think. I think there's a chance that maybe both of you have it first or at least top four, maybe. I adore this character. Uh, every single scene is just amazing. We're talking about iconic quotes and whatnot. She has so many of them. Um, I, talk, I talked about how femme fatales couldn't be beaten beat, or how characters couldn't be beaten. Odd job, Red Grant. In this case, the femme fatale was absolutely topped and will never be topped in the history of Bond ever, I think. Um, I adore this character. The name is hilarious. Uh, uh, the performance is so good. Uh, and just this this film is filled with so many good cast members. Um, it's just purely comes down to Nothing more than I like the other seven better. That's literally the only thing that it comes down to. I've got almost nothing negative to say about this character. It's just I like the other seven better. 
Um, and and I think the other day when we were talking about Natalia, Cola mentioned, well, I liked the other characters in this film better. And I adore the Xenia on the top, but I like some of the other characters better. Um, I like Boris, but he's not on the list. Um, yeah, I've got nothing negative to say. We're in the top eight henchmen of James Bond history of all time. Xenia on the top. I, I feel like some of you are going to have them top one, top two, top three, but... Yeah, I just like the other seven more. That's all I've got to say. Don't rip me apart. I love Xenia. Well, you're going to get ripped apart, my friend, because this is the part uh, where I, I join knew. Colin and saying you've got Witten Kid higher than Xenia on a top. You're a fucking idiot. Yes! Um, <laughs> um, holy crap, Noah Groves. Like, this is just stupid. Um, yeah, but... How is she not in your top five? You look at everyone else on the board? It's like... Yes! I am looking at everybody else on the board. <laughs> That's how she's not in your top five. Like, if you had to put her I, at fifth, I, don't know. I would not would be, be this angry. Lower than her. Um, Winton Kid. Lower than her. I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, I'm just also looking at the remaining seven, and with the exception of one, everyone else has a penis. You're a sexist. Move on. <laughs> what? Well, are you going to ignore the other um, one? Then? We do I said, have with two the exception female... of one. Ben, we still have two other female. Oh shit! I forgot the other one. Oh, sorry, two other ones. (laughs) (laughs) What terrible things you're saying about these women? Well, hang on. One of them's a bit questionable. If you remember the episode, yes, (laughs) those shoulders. Totally, Colin has called them women. That's homophobic. (laughs) Did you just assume they're gender? They're men, just like you. (sighs) Um, I. I'm going to say the same thing I said when I got destroyed for putting Natalia <laughs> last week. Uh, here is a list of the characters that were better than Natalia in Goldeneye, which is why I ranked Natalia lower. James Bond, Trevelyan, Boris, and Xenia on a top. <laughs> yeah, but here's the characters better than Xenia, and I love Xenia. James Bond, Boris, Natalia, and uh, what's his name? Alec. Noah. Can I, ask you a question? I love Xenia. I don't dislike Not enough, apparently. No, and not it... enough. Serious question. Very serious question. How do you spell fuck knuckle? <laughs> B E N. Why is Noah a fuck knuckle? Right. Sorry, move on. Uh, Noah. Um, yeah, move on. <laughs> Number eight, and this is this honestly sounds like I'm doing this for spite. Maybe I am. Winton Kid. Um, oh. <laughs> Come off it. One spot higher than me. I legitimately, no, I'm not even joking. I did have Winton Kid at number eight. Like, no word of a lie. I will swear <laughs> on whatever you want me to. Um, I, like, didn't think I was going to have them the highest. I thought, honestly, actually, I thought Colin was going to have them a lot lower than this. So, win for Winton Kid being in the top ten. Um... But holy, I just, I'm still in shock. I, I look, Winton Kid are fun. Winton Kid are really. I love their kind of just deadpan and the way they keep referring to each other by their names, like Mister Win, oh Mister Kid, and the fact that it's basically <laughs> death by wedgie at the end. Like, I mean, come on. But I mean, die another day. I uh, die another day. Diamonds are forever. I do really love that film. I'm loving it even more now. Roger Moore. <laughs> And can I can I just say that the the reason I would lower Winton Kid was the wedgie death, and then Ben comes in. You know what? Wedgie death, <laughs> top death. <laughs> but it just it just kind of fits the movie, and just the fact that not only do we get a wedgie death, we get ooh, 
like the way like he gets it before he gets thrown over the edge. Um, but they even like in all seriousness though, they are a bit of a badass. Like at the beginning, like when they just blow up the helicopter and the scorpion and just you know. And I love yeah. the fact are they the only uh, Bond henchmen to have a theme that like every time they're yeah, on screen. But- well, yeah, wait till I get to them. Like, this is just proving my point. But I, I love the fact that they have a theme. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, seriously, this isn't in spite. They were always my number eight. But um, Wit and Kid are awesome. They're always going to be in my top ten. They are. They're just not better than Xenia on a top. <laughs> uh, I'd say they're better than Xenia on the top. Well, let's keep it going. Um, we should remind people we're like well into our top ten here. There's no reason to get upset at each other unless you're ranking Xenia on a top number eight. I don't know. Zal was eight. <laughs> um, so my number seven. Um, not the biggest fan of this movie. Uh, definitely a much bigger fan of this character than I was when I was a kid when it scared me. Um, I said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was not intentional. Uh, he is very scary. I, I can't, I can't say anything but good things to say about this character. Like we're saying for so many of these, easily the best thing about this movie, uh, so much so that I will say being the best thing about A View to a Kill puts you higher than being the best thing about Die Another Day. Uh, So, (laughs) yeah, Mayday, number seven. Um, One thing that I think when I was looking at these overall rankings, I'm like, if this character had stayed a henchman the whole time, I probably would have had an easier time putting Mayday in the top five. But the fact is... Even though it comes late in the movie, it still is a large chunk of the movie. And Mayday does end a hero. And we can't really say that for anybody else on this list. So it does almost put her in a different category. But still, I mean, this is, along with Zhao, somebody, if you're looking at all of the henchmen side by side, this stands out. And you're like, that is a henchwoman. <laughs> henchwoman. He, he said with like, surety. Well, because I, I just realized I spent the whole time, it, henchman, henchman, man, woman. <laughs> Um, yeah I would actually take your argument and flip it on its head and say the reason that she does turn in the end and is different to everyone on the list is the reason why she should be high I'll leave it at that I will say that I'm not talking about her for a while so uh, yeah (laughs) because I'm not a sexist I put women in my top five well, to be fair, we don't know. If, I don't know. Ben, ben, who like a couple rankings ago said, "There's only one woman left on this." When there were three, <laughs> I don't look at people's gender; they're people to me. <laughs> Go, Noah. Uh, my turn again. Oh my god! Oh, ready to get yelled at again. Ah, um... oh, Jaws. Oh, great, great. Here we go again. Well, no, it's not yours. Uh, just going to say, odd job. Um, <laughs> love, odd job. He... <laughs> I'm sorry, you haven't put up with... We didn't get a grade, but odd job's worse than we did. Oh, Seriously, Noah? <laughs> you know what? I will take Colin's criticism, but everything Ben's <laughs> ever said about him. <laughs> I can't take it. So and he's got the C that. word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, odd job, iconic. He is the prototype henchman, really, uh, in terms of the quirky henchman. The hat is so good. Uh, I, he, 
I just love how demanding his silent performances and, you know, it's something Gobinda couldn't live up to. Um, we're talking about number seven here. Like, our job is amazing. I just like the other six better. And unfortunately, that's pretty much going to be my argument for the rest of the list is I just like the other five better. I just like the other four better. It's hard to separate these now. Um, I guess there's just something about Odd Job and even Goldfinger. I think Goldfinger was in my top 10, but it just doesn't live up to as much as it does for other people. And yeah, Odd Job is absolutely amazing, Henchman, but. Uh, yeah, the others are better, but yeah, he's, he set the scene, and I think he deserves credit for that, but we shouldn't put him number one just because he set the scene. But yeah, our job is the James Bond henchman, essentially. And yeah, he set the scene. Where what where would we be? We would never have had a Winton kid had it not been for our job. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, no to you, because that's just dumb. Um... We could not have had to die another day if it wasn't for Madonna. <laughs> um yeah just just shut up you're dead to me drop dead noah i know i know ben's gonna hate me for saying this but in a way i'm like i respect your opinion noah um <laughs> <laughs> i think it's wrong that you've put xenia on a top and odd job before winton kid but because like let's be honest we're at the point where the rankings are these are all the best. You're going to find somebody who says all the people left are the greatest henchmen of all time. And there's a solid argument to make for all of that. The reason I say I respect Noah's opinion is just because I think he's better at defending his dumb choices than Ben is. So I, I, I'll, let me rephrase and say I, re- I, I respect your argument, Noah, although I disagree <laughs> oh, with your ranking. But let's just also say, reiterate, number 21 was not the lowest of the henchmen. Essentially, yeah. it's the 21 best in a way. So. If we had chose to do a list of eight, Xenia on a top would have been lowest, right? Yes, but if we did a list of eight, we would have missed out on T. If we did a list of eight, Davidov would have been in there. <laughs> well, um, let's go to Ben's terrible arguments again because he doesn't have good opinions. <laughs> It's fine. I'm just the mortal Ben Waterworth. <laughs> hurting my feelings. It's all good. Um, oh, he's gonna run no, tomorrow. No, number seven. Um, let's put up a female because you know. <laughs> one. You said the feminist voice of Double R Seven strikes again. Let's put up a female that hasn't been mentioned yet. Irma Bunt. Um, oh. oh. Irma's great. Irma's fun. Not ground. Ice. Um, and one of the very few on this list that survives. Um, well, not in real life. The actress died, but, you know, oh. life happens. Except for her, she's dead. Uh, but it's, it's, yeah, I mean, in terms of iconic, she maybe has one of the most iconic moments in all of Bond because she's the one who kills Bond's wife. So that's very sad. Although that scene always does get taken away from me with um, Blofeld with a neck brace on. but she's so she's so good though like i i love just her demeanor just the way she's so commanding i love the way she controls around all like the angels of death or whatever they're called um and she just works well with blofeld and it's just such a shame that we never got to have her back and kind of have the revenge um that bond could have had with her so 
I mean, look, all jokes aside, you guys are absolutely right. Like, you know, we, we can't say anything bad about this. We're all going to just have these in different orders because, yeah, these are the best of the best when it comes to the henchmen. But um, of the ones that are left, to me, Irma Bunt is not better than six others. So, sorry, Irma. Uh, I don't agree, but uh, I'll just, we'll just say when I discuss her soon, because everything's coming soon. Uh, I'll have more to say. I, I do want to agree with what you said about, you know, the iconic scene that she has at the end. I think that is her biggest strength, but it's also the biggest weakness because we didn't get a proper satisfying conclusion to that. And I, I also don't we, we mentioned this Madeline Swan last week. I don't think that we should be ranking, you know, oh, this person had multiple movies. So you know that, that gives them an unfair advantage. I like the idea. We just have one movie. This is a one off thing. But this is the one character that deserved to come back. And it almost the reason that she's sort of lost in the shuffle and not remembered like this is most people ranking the henchmen. She's not going to stand out because most people are going to be like, well, I know Blofeld. Who's Irma Bunt? But she is the one who kills Bond's wife. She should be more memorable than she is. And I think that's just because we didn't get any type of follow up with her. Yeah, she's not my next, but she's also not my number one. Um I have to say, Ben Ben did ruin it a bit by highlighting the neck brace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, I, I'm glad that she's made it to the top five because I did kind of feel, well, almost the top five because I did feel like Ben maybe would have put her much lower. So it's it's a win for Ms. Bunt, I think. All right, cool. um, number six. Uh... Don't hate me, because uh, I feel like this is a movie that we've talked a lot about recently. Many of us have watched a lot recently, uh, and I don't want to let that jade my opinion. Um, oh, but no! I absolutely hate this because there's a handful of henchmen that I, when everybody hated on the movies, everybody hated on the characters, I would always defend to be like, this is one of the greatest of all time. And I still maintain it's one of the greatest of all time. I just feel like there isn't as much depth to this character as the ones that make my top five, which is why, sadly, Nick Knack will come just outside my top five. You're sizest. <laughs> yeah. Nick Knack should be in the top five. So should Zinni. Should, but I can't. I can't based no, on the ones that are so no, 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 Colin, you can. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Winton Kidd shouldn't make the top five. Well, I'll change it if you change Nick Knack. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, strategy. Yeah, that's all mm. I got to say. You should be in the top five. What's yeah. happening? Um, I mean, I agree with Noah. So, I'm just sorry. What strategy should be played in this <laughs> ranking? <laughs> Sorry. Um, Why is Colin Sizes? Can I mention Why that is Colin thanks, to sizes? Somebody, thanks to somebody ranking Xenia on a top very low, Nick Knack probably will end up in the average top five. Probably. Why is Noah sexist? There we go. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Why is Ben so respected with... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm waiting to hear why. <laughs> Number six, Noah. Oh, it's me. Uh, uh, we are just in such a weird kind of position where we said that this is going to be the list that we all agree with, but every single 
thing we put up now is just going to be deeply controversial, which is kind of silly because, you know, there's only six of them left and we pretty much agree with all six of them for the most part. Seven on your list. Um, (laughs) So I'm just going to say it, Red Grant. um, Absolutely adore Red Grant. To me, he is pretty much the star from Russia with Love and we all agree that that's an amazing film and that train sequence is just fantastic and... You know, he he's the precursor to Daniel Craig. Like, I still can't get over that. But he set the tone. If Odd Job set the tone for the quirky henchman, Red Grant absolutely set the tone for the kind of blonde-haired Aryan kind of Russian henchman, which was mimicked over and over and over and probably will continue to be, really. And they will never be matched. And it's from the second ever film. And even though people love Red Grant, I almost feel like he doesn't get the respect that he deserves as a henchman. And maybe that's because he's basically the main villain along with Rosa Clare. And I love Rosa too, but Red Grant is just that good. He's so charismatic. He's got that kind of normal guy vibe, which makes him so menacing. Some of them are very OTT. Some of them are very happy. And then he's just got that kind of regular guy on the train thing going on and the fight sequence and, and just his name as well, Red Grand is such a great name. So I would easily be persuaded into the top five. Like I had him in my top five at one point. It just flip-flopped and yeah, Red Grant is an amazing henchman along with Odd Job. He set the scene for everything pretty much. Sorry, Dent, but it's really Red Grant and the Odd Job that set the pace for all the henchmen to come. Well, I thought I was going to get uh, ripped a new one for putting Red Grant at six, but apparently you agree with me. Oh. So, um, oh. yeah, uh, I have Red Grant at six too. I agree with everything you said. And we debated this, I think, didn't we, a little bit when we did our villains one? Do we have Red Grant as a villain? Um, so, yeah, it was tricky. But, no, I agree. He's so good. Robert Shaw is amazing. Um, and just... That train sequence, we can talk about it all day. It's just, it's so good. It holds up so well. I love that interplay with them when they're sitting at the dinner table uh, and then just kind of everything about that section leading up into the train. Just everything is so tense and amazing. What's his name? What is that fake name that um, Uh, Bond and Thingo have? Robert? Robert? Um, No. Shaw? Somerset, isn't it? (laughs) No, isn't it like... Somerset's Bond's fake name. Bond. Yeah. It's just funny. I love that. And I love the fact that he loves his gold bullions. Oh, bullions. I'll have some of them. Um, are they bullions? What are they called? Coins. <laughs> no, but they've got a name, don't they? Sovereigns. Sovereigns, not bullions. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Greg Grant's amazing. But um, I, again, just like five better than Red Grant. So, sorry, Red. Nash. Uh, Nash. Nash, yeah. Nash. <laughs> yes. Um... Uh, see, see, this is this is weird because I, I I originally didn't include him on our first list because I was convinced we ranked him in the villains. And he is a weird one where if you were to pick who is the main villain of From Rush With Love, if you're going based on screen time, it would be him. But if you're going to boil it down to what is the character's purpose, he is a henchman. He's selected because he's just a brute to kill Bond. And he has such a strong presence that I think you actually forget that he's not in like the last 20 minutes of the movie. He's dead. And then the movie continues on without him, which I think does put him more as a henchman. 
for Marshall Dubs, a weird movie in that the main villain in charge is technically Blofeld, who's barely seen. And then below him is technically Kleb, and she's not seen for the majority of the movie. And then you have Red Grant, which has such a strong presence in a section of the movie. It's just unusual. And I almost feel weird including him as a henchman, but seeing him on this list and not ranking him in the top five, like this is the way you guys are talking about Knickknack. Like he's one of the reasons why I had to put Nick and Knack at number six because you know this is Red Grant, and I'll, I'll talk about him more later on. But yeah, th- if anybody deserves to be in the top five, are the ones we're saying this person deserves to be in the top five. It has to be Red Grant. Well, I'll say to you, Colin, that on Esquire.com, ranking 104 <laughs> Bond villains, he's number one on that list. So yes, wow. and that's all villains. Mm, that's like you know Adam. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where's Winton Kid? <laughs> uh, Winton Kid are at number thirty-nine. So, oh, pretty good. Pretty good. You've got. G- there's still to come, but Gabinder is one spot higher than Winton Kid. Um, uh, boo. <laughs> uh, so we're up to number oh, five God. now. Do you want to go um, over number ten down? Oh yeah, six? we should. Oh, do we? Ten- <laughs> Sorry. Why can't Colin keep track of our format? Uh, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What was that? Why can't <laughs> Colin? Sorry, go ahead. Why is Ben a slow typer? Uh, Why is Ben number- a fast <laughs> typer? <laughs> <laughs> number 10, Baron Samdi. Number 9, <laughs> the greatest couple, just period, in James Bond history, Winton Kidd. Uh-uh. Number eight, still maybe not high enough, Zhao. Uh, <laughs> number seven, henchwoman, Mayday. And my man. Number six. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Had to be said. <laughs> and number six, uh, Nick Knack, Paddywhack. Give a dog Ooh. a bone. Winton Kid are way going. too low. <laughs> What's the deal with singing nursery rhymes? Oh, hang on. <laughs> uh, number 10 nursery is... Tee-hee. Uh, number 9, the immortal Baron Samity. Number 8, <laughs> on the top. Um, number 7, odd job. Number 6, it's Mr. Nash himself, Red Grant. Number 10, Teehee. Number 9, Fiona Volpe. Number 8, Winton Kidd. Number 7, Irma Bunt. Number 6, Red Grant Nash. Donald Red Grant Nash. Yeah, Donald. All right, top five. Top Ooh. five, baby. Top five. Uh, all right, so now we can finally bring her up. Uh, Fräulein Umbunt. Uh, <laughs> I, I said a lot about this character already. You know, I, I think there's so much in defense of the character. None of us are disagreeing. Everything's great about her. Even if you take away the importance of what she does at the end of this movie, she's still a great henchman, henchwoman, whatever you want to call her. Um, the one-liners, like, knock ground, ice, like, <laughs> just the accent, the look of the character. Like, when would you ever get an elderly woman, essentially, as a henchwoman? And it's not a joke. She is just as intimidating as Odd Job or Xenia on a top or any of the other people Noah ranked lower than Winton Kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... Uh, the importance of this character, it really can't be forgotten. This is why she had to be in the top five for me. Uh, and yeah, it does get ruined by the fact that we don't get the proper conclusion, but she doesn't get her just due. This is the woman who ruined James Bond's life. 
You know, she she killed his wife, and Blofeld just drove the car in a neck brace. Uh, this Where was she is for your eyes, honestly? She should have been there. Maybe she maybe she was running the delicatessen. The I delicatessen. don't know. <laughs> but uh, bumps delicatessen. <laughs> now we're like I think we're all in agreement that at least the top seven or eight or whatever we have here, uh, <laughs> almost the top seven or eight, uh, are ones that we all could have put in our top five. And we're just sort of nitpicking. This is why I put this person at six. Yeah. For me, Nick- I put Knickknack at six because Irma Bunt is a more important character. Uh, so my number five is Irma Bunt. Um, she 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 killed James Bond's wife for goodness sake. Um, and yeah, she should have come back. Who knows whatever happened to old Bunty? Um, she did in the novel, Spen. Um, so, <laughs> um, what I love about Bunt is how straight she plays it. Some of these henchmen are flamboyant and they know it, but mm-hmm. Bunt just plays this complete more so than like. Uh, Telly Savalas, he's he's pretty good, but he's a bit campy. But I just love how serious Bunt takes this. Like she is in some ways a funny character, but she's terrifying, and she's terrifying just by being her, which I love. Um, yeah, anywhere in the top ten, I think is good for Bunt. But I'm happy with her being in the top five. I'm, she is so memorable to me, and. I'm glad she made it this far. She killed James Bond's wife. She's scarier than most of the incarnations of Blofeld. Um, so, yeah, who knows what would have happened if we saw her back. But in a, in a way, isn't it kind of nice, the mystery of her driving yeah. off with the neck brace? And, yeah, we just, that's it. James Bond never got his revenge. In a way, there's something poetic about that, isn't there? I think also just along with what we were saying last week, Noah, about, you know, there's certain characters like Domino, the book did it better. Vesper, maybe the book, you know, didn't do it as well as a movie. This is one character that's like the movie just nailed the character exactly as it was in the book. Like this was the perfect representation of what Ian Fleming wrote. Absolutely. I do appreciate when Noah says, I love it how she plays it so straight. And yet in his top four, he's going to have characters who don't. (laughs) Well, that's wait, I'm wait! Also. Just because they're gay doesn't make them bad, Ben. I didn't <laughs> say that. I'm just saying they're not playing it straight. So, well, I'm I'm sure that Irma Bunt is not straight. So there's one thing there. Well, what? Just because she's got short hair? She runs a camp with these twelve angels. Like, that that woman loves women. What makes you think it's her first time? <laughs> Come I've on, watch that video. Ben, that, she did not. <laughs> Ruby and Bunt. <laughs> The banana. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like... Why can we never eat bananas again? Hang on. Not a banana, (laughs) Q. And why can't we ever... (laughs) Don't give me ideas. Um, Yeah, yeah, Uma's great. She's she's great. Not not seven, five. That's (laughs) Um, number five, Nick Knack, Paddywhack, give a dog a bone. Oh. Um, Nick Knack's fantastic. He's so good. I love just the play he has in the movie where, like, you know, you think he's a little loyal servant. Sorry, a servant. Shouldn't have said that first word. <laughs> oh, Ben. <laughs> Sorry to little offend. Little loyal servant. Um, and yet 
you know, a lot of the time that you think he's gonna, he doesn't give a shit about Scaramanga. He's kind of like he's just, he toes that line where he's almost just being selfish for himself, but at the same time he's also loyal. He's great, and he's just. He's just fun. Like I love that bit when he's like the TV screens, and he kind of just looks up at Bond and just smiles. He's just, he's just, he's just little cutie. Look at, oh, sorry, cutie. He's just cutie. Um, I love him. He's so good. And just the bit at the end when he's just hanging in the net at the end, just sailing oh, off yeah. into the good night, good night, have no fear. James Bond is oh so good, but yeah. <laughs> When I wrote this again, it was sort of like, I think my top five was pretty set. Like, without a doubt, it was just the order I was going to put it in. But Nick Knack was always making my top five. Just so good. The best French thing to ever be in James Bond. <laughs> uh, I mean, the only thing I'm really going to add here is, you know, uh, when I look at Man with Golden Gun as a movie, I think I always look at that. That's a good movie. It's maybe underrated, but it's not a top ten movie. And then when I look at the cast... And I mean, for me, at least, I, I had Scaramanga at number two for my villains. I think I had Mary Goodnight at number five for my Bond girls. Knickknacks top six for me. Uh, I mean, Lieutenant Hip is really the only thing that drags this movie <laughs> down, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Driving off, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Who is going to be higher on your allies, Lieutenant Hip or Sharky? Sharky. Sharky. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm glad he made the top five. He's not going to be my next one. I love Nick now. Uh, so am I up to number four now? You are. Four. Okay. Um, I love this character enough that, uh, of all the James Bond Funko Pop figures out there, this is the only one I own, and I look at it every day as it's displayed on my desk. He's got a great hat. He's got a great <laughs> smile. He can crush a ball like nobody else. Uh, <laughs> odd job. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I mean Lashif was pretty good at crushing balls, to be fair. But um, <laughs> yeah, he was seven. But this is literally splitting hair seven and four. I, he could have been in my top five. So Winton Kid still haven't come. No. Uh, well, <laughs> this Ew. could be awkward. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> If at first you don't succeed, Mr. Kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've said everything. He's the prototype. He's amazing. We love Oddjob. Mr. Uh, Job. Just, I have a Funko Pop, but I've got Blofeld from You Only Live Twice, funnily enough. Um, I could have gotten Jaws, but I bought Blofeld instead. Uh, Oddjob's number four for me as well. So, um, just, we talked about... Um, before with like Teehee being like that smiling one. Like this was so great about odd job. He just smiles and he throws a hat and ah ah. Um and he just the thing I love about odd job is he just the whole movie he comes across like he's undefeatable. Like you just you just don't yeah. think he can be beaten. And Bond just looks so weak next to him. And I know we shouldn't be celebrating that. Bond should be the one who's the, the strongest one in the movie and the tough guy, but you just feel so helpless for him. And that final fight when he's just, you know, smiling at him and he's getting kicked and thrown and all this sort of stuff, it's great. And then eventually it just takes one snippet of smartness from Bond to electrocute him. But, uh, God, our job's fantastic. Uh, random task is fantastic. So, <laughs> um, easily a top five. Again, just like straight away, boom, five, name the best five henchmen. Our job's going to always be on that list. Noah. And, 
And you know what? I'm going to defend Ben here and say he made a good argument because I hadn't even thought about the fact that Bond can't beat him. And especially for the movie that introduced gadgets and that's sort of the the stereotype of like, oh, Bond just relies on gadgets or whatever and he should be relying on his intelligence and his wit to beat people. Here is an unbeatable henchman and in the fight scene, that's what's so great about the fight scene, Bond does nothing. He's just getting schooled and the only reason he beats him is because he outsmarts him. For the movie that introduced all these gadgets, Bond wins because he outsmarts a guy. There's my one correct argument for the list. Good job, Ben. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, who's next? My oh. number four. Uh, I just want to read Tim something. Winton Kidd. I want I want to read some things for you. Um, Wint and kid. Wint and kid. <laughs> Curious how everyone who touches these diamonds seem to die. <clears throat> if, if God had wanted man to fly, he would have given him wings, Mr. Kid. <laughs> Choking on my spit. If at first you don't succeed, Mr. Kid, try, try again, Mr. Wind. <laughs> Mrs. Whistler did say she wanted some pictures of the canals for the children. These are so many quotes for these two. Uh, it's the the dynamic duo, Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid. Don't uh, work on your acting a little bit more there, my friend. <laughs> okay, you give it to me. I'm gay enough. <laughs> I'm just going to say the same thing. Touche. What should I say? Toupee in the case of Mr. Wind Kid. Um, These two are so dynamic and I just adore their performance in this film. It's... I, I don't even know how we were thinking, oh, my God, people are going to see that Wind and Kid were this high. Yes, they deserve it. It shouldn't even be. I didn't even know that was a controversial thing. For me, ever since I first watched the Bond films as a kid, they've always been some of the most memorable henchmen. You just need to look at Mr. Kid and how just dorky he looks and that terrible haircut that he has, the long hair and the moustache and no hair on top and and just how kind of normal yet menacing. And Ben, I think it was the one who said, they're just so deadpan and these two play off each other uh, so well, and they're such odd jobs. Like the two of them do, do not. Don't do not, say that. <laughs> it hurts. They do not make a pair, but together the, the the chemistry is just there. And yeah, there's a little dated stuff with like them being a couple, and you know the wedgie. Ooh, is a bit. It's too much. Ben liked that, but I think that's a bit. It's a bit too much. It's a bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, from I just love how, and I think it was Ben also said, uh, here's Ben with the good points. Um, yeah, they've got their own soundtrack, and that song, like, that has to be at least one major, major up there for them is they've got their own theme, and that theme is amazing. Like, the score of Diamonds Forever, uh, Forever is so underrated, and I'm not putting these two up here just because I love Diamonds Are Forever, it's they're part of the reason why I do love Diamonds Are Forever. And, they they completely destroy like Charles Gay's version of um, Blofeld, and they steal every single scene they're a part of. There's so many quotes. Uh, they're so kind of menacing and scary while being just normal, and 
Uh, and then the end as well. I love Mr. Kip with the, the flaming shish kebabs. is so good. And the scorpion and the helicopter and when they're in Amsterdam taking the photos and then they're on the boat looking through the window. And, like, I don't think we'll ever get a pair of henchmen. And I saw a video where somebody ranked Mishka and Grishka, the knife twins, as, like, the fifth best henchmen ever. I'm sorry, these two absolutely shit over Mishka and Grishka. Um, they they just are a joy to watch and they epitomize everything that the henchmen should be and they're unique while also kind of fitting with the henchmen banner and they deserve to be in top five and shit on me all you want, but Ben said Die, Die Another Day is like a top five song, so whatever. Yes. So we keep the trend with gay things in the top five. <laughs> um, I mean, like, again, I love Winton Kid. I don't disagree with anything you say. I love Winton Kid, but they're not top five. So I'm offended that this is even like a oh my god, oh he put it in. I thought like this was. I'm like oh my god, are they too low? Like oh. it's it's not really controversial to say Winton Kid are entertaining. I think it's just controversial to be like they are among the top. 10 head maybe i'm not gonna say controversial maybe where ben and i ranked it like a nine and ten or whatever you know that's okay that's fair that's they're great you're acknowledging them to put them at number four is what seems crazy because odd job has come already bunt has come already xenia on a top has come already but they're more entertaining and, than odd job and they are odd job but, is iconic and i get it but they're more entertaining and what, what like, is the criteria winton kid this movie is almost an Austin Powers movie. So I feel like you kind of have to rank it in that context that it is a completely silly movie and they are very entertaining in a completely silly movie. But the James Bond series as a whole, I mean, I'm going to hold a really great menacing henchman above an entertaining silly henchman any day of the week. But these two could fit in a Craig film. They could fit in a Bond film. They could fit in a Dalton film. (laughs) I love Colin's reaction. What? You think they fit in a Craig movie, Winton Kid? Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're so only because and so kind of normal and menace. If anything, of <laughs> all the six, Craig. I'm sorry, odd job, knickknack. They do not fit in a Craig film. These two are just normal kind of uh, menacing guys. It's it's all the wedgies in I'm the Daniel sorry. Craig movies that gives it away, right? Well, I, yeah, I agree. That's dumb. But you're not seeing Knickknack in a Craig film. You're not seeing Jaws. You're not seeing Oddjob. You're I'm seeing, seeing these two Jaws kind of normal guys. I'm sorry. Oddjob is not being in a Craig film. Don't be stupid. You just I said think Winton Job Kid would be in a Craig film. Than... That's stupid. There's not going to be a bowler hat flying massive career man in a Craig film. Don't There's be not going to be a flying shish kebab or a wedgie in a Daniel Craig movie more <laughs> okay. than a bowler. The death scene, maybe not, but the scorpion stuff and everything else along the canals and in the casino, that stuff would fit in. That Vesper is quite attractive. For a woman, that is. <laughs> okay, I can tell this that Casino Royale. If you think odd job, knickknack, teehee yes. in a Craig film, then just yes. come off it. You would never see knickknack in a Craig film. You would never see Witten Kid. <laughs> that doesn't make your point. <laughs> When did Noah turn into Ben? Uh... <laughs> I don't. I, I I feel like people are listening to this and they're agreeing with me. 
Oh, oh, yeah, oh, the Bond fans all on the internet, they're like, you know what? It's about time somebody said Xenia on a top was overrated compared to Winton Kid. I didn't, I don't think she's overrated. You're putting just, words into my mouth. Just, she's four spots lower than Winton Kid. Who am I kidding? No one's listening. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Ben? Uh, I already put up number four, so you can go to number three. Oh, it's me again. Um, wait, didn't Noah just do... Yeah, no, but because I, when you no, said I odd job, I had odd job at four. So that was ah, four. So yeah. Ah, 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 ah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so number three, what I consider to be a more fair ranking for Xenia on a top, uh, which there is so much good about this character. And again, Noah did not, none of us are criticizing these characters. Ben and I aren't criticizing Witten Kid. At this point, we're just splitting hairs. You know, this one's better than this one. But like Xenia on a top, this is. The one that, forget about Femme Fatale that'll ever be beat. There is no henchman that has beat her since then. We're 25 years removed from Goldeneye coming out. And still, nothing has come. I don't even know if there's any villains. If we were to just simply rank villains, I think I ranked Silva number one for villains, but I may rank Xenia on a top in my top three henchmen higher than even Silva. Like, she is so good. And I ranked, I think, Trevelyan like in the same spot, like number three. And this is why my argument with Natalia was just simply there are so many better things in this movie. She, Fomka Jansen was nobody when she made this. This isn't like they hired a famous actor. Clearly, when they hire a famous actress like Jinx, it doesn't work out. Hire some unknowns, gnomes, make some stars. She's in this movie like a star. When I go back and watch this now, I feel like I'm still watching Fomka Jansen, who's been in the business for 25 years. This is the best thing this woman has ever done in her career, and she's a huge star now. Like Xenia on a top, number three. Could have been number one, even. Well, she peaked early then, didn't she? Um... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't say yes. Famke Jansen annoys me. This is I agree with Colin. This is definitely her best of performance. She annoys oh, me in other things. Um, fucking Jesus, you're a dickhead. Oh, what was that TV show she was in? She was just absolutely awful in it. Um, she was in Nip. She was in, she's talking about Nip Tuck. No. <laughs> she's, she was like maybe the greatest character devil. ever in Nip Tuck. She was as bad as the podcast that recapped the whole series. <laughs> that was terrible, that show. <laughs> she was in some awful werewolf thing and she was just terrible um but yeah i agree this is easily her best performance and um yeah i didn't say anything bad about her and i do not think she's overrated it was it came down to the top eight were purely splitting hairs of personal preference and nothing more than that i think she's fantastic i, I like natalia more in terms of golden eye characters if we we're ranking all of them but Xenia is fantastic, and her name is just still hilarious, and it's probably the last overtly double entendre kind of name we'll probably ever get in James Bond, maybe, unless I'm missing someone after her. Strawberry Fields? Eh, yeah, kind of. Mr. Kill? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we, I know you said Mr. Kill, but she literally kills people by having sex. That's a pretty quirky... Uh, Pretty. Ben has the same power, but it's an unintentional one. And he used it once. Hemlock Grove. Oh yeah. Oh my. Oh yeah. Oh no. She was um, terrible in that. I will not talk about her just. Yeah, it's your number one. We know. 
I'm surprised that it wasn't Collins number one, honestly. Honestly? Honestly. Yeah. Um, okay. Me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I did Winton Kid. Um... You. <laughs> well. <laughs> if you tell me Teehee's still in the running here, I'm going to be shocked. <laughs> number three, Teehee. Uh, <laughs> number three, his name's Jaws. He kills people. Um <laughs> You know, what can be said about Jaws that we've not said already? He's fantastic. And you know what? The only reason he's not two or not one, and I mean this sincerely, is Moonraker. Um, If it wasn't for Moonraker, he would be maybe number two. He would be number one. Um, But kind of, he is good in Moonraker, but he he probably shouldn't have been in it after the the pre-title sequence, really. Uh, the the love story, come off it. We love Dolly, but we don't really. Um, if if it wasn't for him, I, I would never get over it. Oh, yeah, I got an email and kids wanted me to make Jaws good, so I did it. Like, I'll never get over that. That's ridiculous. They took everything about the Jaws being a menacing character and the whole making good thing. It, it's a little funny and it, it's cute, but... It is what makes him number three over number two or number one, honestly. And But at the same time, we have to think, well, if he was just in The Spy Who Loved Me, of course we would think of him as memorable, but would he be as memorable as he is? I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, what can you say about Jaws that hasn't been said? But the fact that we last see him and he's toasting his girlfriend in space and I always thought that they died, but then we they don't die, so who knows what... The, those two made little jaw babies, and who knows what happened. <laughs> Baby <know>. shark. <laughs> That's yeah. the song. <laughs> but yeah, but you laugh, but that's maybe what happened after Moonraker, and that's what takes away. We talked about, oh, what happened to Urban Bunt. We know that it wasn't falling in love with Dolly, so. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, Irma, Irma is a lesbian, but I don't think Dolly's her that. type. Uh, yeah, it's just Moonraker that, but three is pretty damn good. But yeah, Moon, Moonraker. As much as I love the film, and I still love Jaws in that film, that's what puts him three instead of one or two. Um, it's interesting looking at our averages now. This might be the closest average we ever have to getting to our number one. Because um, yeah, wow. Um, I mean, I'm going to talk about him soon, so I don't know if I should say much, but. You are right with everything you say. Well, I have to say something now because he's my number two, and that's next. Uh, I, I don't even know what to add. I mean, there's we can't fault Noah. This is a top three character one way or the other because everything you said about Moonraker is the reason he's not number one. I think that I I probably would have put him number one if it wasn't for that movie. And the same way I was making the argument you know, with Madeline Swan, oh, well, if she ends up being great in No Time to Die, it's not really fair to compare her. We've been saying this whole time where there's a lot of these characters like, man, you could have brought them back, but I'm glad they didn't. This is the reason we're glad that they didn't. Uh, you can't just say Jaws Spy Who Loved Me. If we're going to say that, fine, Jaws Spy Who Loved Me, number one. Jaws Moonraker, 15, maybe. <laughs> like, that's, that's fair. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I had Zal 16, so 15's fair. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, I mean, this is probably... If you're talking about iconic, this is the most iconic henchman of all time. And it's the one that I don't think you'll ever find somebody who doesn't put Jaws in their top five. It's probably going to be hard-pressed to find somebody who doesn't put them in the top three, which is why he's clearly in all of our top three. 
Cool. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. Um, all right. Number three. I'm just going to pull a Noah here. Uh, I'm just going to read out some lines here. Uh, wow. <laughs> what a view. What's there to say? And I thought that creep loved me. Somebody will take care of you. <laughs> um, and I'm actually very surprised that I haven't got her the highest. I thought I would easily be the one that has her, the only one in the top three. But props to you, Noah. Good good for you. Um, Mayday is incredible. And my man. Um, <laughs> Grace Jones is just... Oh, she's... She's legitimately scary, Mayday. Like, oh yeah, honestly scary. She, she and that, scared me as a kid, legitimately. That's mm-hmm. what's good about a good a good hench person or a villain that they actually scare you. Uh, you would not have kids writing to uh, the bo- make her good. Like, no, make her go away. <laughs> <laughs> she scares me. And my man, um, but. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I'm the biggest offender of a view to a kill. Uh, that's I know I have a lot of guilty pleasures, but it's definitely one of my guilty pleasures. I've always enjoyed that movie. Um, and I, I was going to say that the best thing about um, about this is Christopher Walken, but I actually, looking at my list, I had um, him only at number five, I think, of my villains. So uh, based on that average, I actually have uh, Mayday is the best thing about a view to a kill, except for the quiche. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's Breaks amazing. She's so good. And just to prove that I am the least sexist on this episode, I have two of the top three of women, so, you know. But you also called her a man. So. Yeah, you didn't realise she was a woman until he reminded <laughs> you. I've seen her boobs, so. <laughs> uh, the only thing I really want to add on Mayday now is, um, I-, I think I had a ranked at, like, number seven. Uh, and I don't disagree with anything you guys say. I think that this is a top five character. It's potentially a top three character. I don't think it's a number one character, which is why I'm glad so far. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Uh, it's not number one. But um, of all of the characters that I didn't get when I was growing up that I get now as an adult, this is the best. Uh, and even the things that are bad about A View to a Kill, even the things that she is bad in, in A View to a Kill, karate sex is still memorable for all the right reasons, you know, and it shouldn't be. And I think that's a credit to Grace Jones and Mayday. Uh, well, you know, it's going to come flying back around to Ben because my number two is Mr. Mayday. Um, <laughs> she, I, I guess I surprised myself as well at putting her as high as I did, but she is just so memorable. Uh, and Grace Jones, it shouldn't work. It, it just shouldn't work. Grace Jones and uh, Christopher Walken, it's just, it shouldn't work, but it does. And uh, I think it was the reason that Colin used as a detriment is the reason that she made my top three, my top five is I like that she stands out here as kind of the one that, that turned in the end. I wouldn't want that every time, but for her character, it did kind of fit. It didn't feel forced and her chemistry I know we laugh at this and I know that they kind of hated each other, but I think her and Moore do have chemistry. And I think her and Walken have mass chemistry. Uh, I, I love the, the karate sex. I love her death scene is so memorable. Just the name, the look, like some of her fashion in that movie is so out there that that's kind of her thing. And we don't have many female 
henchmen and when we do often they pull it off and here they absolutely did and you know she's an unusual pick but it just works and I wouldn't even call her a femme fatale but she's she stands in her own league and if you had to think on one two hands iconic henchmen Mayday is probably going to come up even though she's not in a well-loved film weirdly enough it's a well-loved henchman and a well-loved uh, villain. She and is a well-loved just... song. Yeah, and a well-loved song. So unlike Die Another Day, these are actually well-loved uh, qualities. Um, and, yeah, she, she scared me in this, but she absolutely scared the shit out of me in Conan the Destroyer as a oh, side yeah. note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that terrified me more as a kid than, than this film. But, yeah, even though... Well, I probably saw this film in the early 2000s um, and it was a bit dated by then. She still scared me then. Um, so I can remember seeing A View to a Kill for the first time. I can actually picture being in the lounge room watching it, which is weird because I don't for most of these Bond films. And I, I remembered Mayday ever since then. So I'm shocked she's this high, but I think she deserves it. And I think we all kind of agree with her. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just looking I mean, at this rankings. She, and, uh, she was wow, out we, number two. We're going to have but, a very interesting rankings here overall. But if Colin has any final words on Mayday, because she was both of our number two. But... No, no, no I think I already... Yeah, I, I already said it. It was, you know, it's a character that I can't fault anybody for putting in the top three. And if I hadn't been as picky on some things, I probably could have had her higher even. Well, you should have. Well, I didn't. Now, where are we? <laughs> where are we? Uh, so, um, I need to do my number two. Um, um, his name is Jaws. He kills people for fun. Um, yeah, like, just amazing. And, yeah, definitely Moonraker lets him down, but we continue on our very strong trend of basically everything Spy Who Loved Me being ranked, I think, very highly. Except for Strongbow. Yeah, well, fuck Strongbow. Um, but, yeah, just so good. Amazing. Um, I mean, was this Richard Kyle or Kiel? How do you say his last name? Kiel. Kiel. Um, he you know, kills fact- people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is his role in Happy Gilmore even more iconic? I believe that belongs to Mr. Gilmore. Um, no. <laughs> no. But, I mean, just, <laughs> the thing that I loved about him too as a kid um, was, you know, the fact that he's Jaws, sharks, just after the movie Jaws. He bloody bites a shark. Um, I mean, this guy is just great. And even the, the crapness that he's Moonraker, I, uh, him turning good is just a bit dumb and it just turns... But, this is me having to use the argument that I use in Die Another Day all the time. He kind of fits the film uh, with the stupidity of him in that movie. So, and it is, it is Noah cracks a beer, apparently. Um, I think that was Noah. It Colin. was Colin. <laughs> Crack on. Parenting is tough. Beer at 8am in the morning. Noah's opinion is so bad. He's got twins. Um, they kill people. Little moments of him getting punched in the balls and it's metal. Um, The the van sequence in The Spy Who Loved Me. um, Biting the metal rope in uh, Moonraker. I hate what? I hate biting metal. I do. Um, Thank you. I hate men. I hate men. Uh, 
<laughs> and the fact that he hooks up with the hottest 12-year-old ever to be a 12-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I just want to say, I, I woke up to that message this morning. That's where I was at when I woke up. <laughs> I, for, for reference, I was watching Moonraker right before the podcast. You, and it brought, brought Ben... Yep. Back to his weird way. Primary school. <laughs> no wonder Noah's drinking beer if he had to watch Moonraker. But um, yeah, Moon- Jaws. Now oh, shut up, Jaws. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know, in in a weird way, can we defend him in Moonraker as well? Because that's what lowers him. But it is also fun. Yeah, yeah, as I said, like he he fits the movie, like and like in all seriousness, he he really does. Like I don't think serious Jaws from Spy Who Loved Me would suit Moonraker. It wouldn't suit it at all. So I think kind of it, it makes sense to have him that way. And like I I think you guys have kind of said it before about how you shouldn't really ever have these types of characters come back for a second go around. I mean, as much as I would love to see Mister Hinks come back, I yeah I see it. Um, but like of all the ones who have to say have come back for a second time, I'm glad it's Jaws. I don't think any of the other um, any of the other henchmen coming back would have been a good thing. I think Jaws coming back is a good thing. And Gotti yeah. pulls some faces in Moon. <laughs> that, that face expression <laughs> of the waterfall. And him flapping like a bird in the pre-title sequence down into the circus. <laughs> that is the weird thing with Jaws is that, you know, even though we're saying we wish that it had been a one-off, we're still glad that it was going to be back. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So we're up to number one then. And honestly, I we're going to have very unique number ones, but I can't even think what your number one is. I've lost track we of this. We all point. have. Is this the first time we've all had different number ones? Yeah, man. I don't know. I, mean, I think there's going to be some with the biggest differences here just because of the way our rankings went. But we kind of predicted this way it would go. Um, my number one uh, was basically determined the second we determined this guy was going to be included in this because it was never obvious to me this was a henchman. And yet when you think about it, he should be, I already talked about this earlier that, you know, he comes into this movie as a henchman and because he is so strong for the section of the movie he's in, he convinces the world he is the main villain, but he really isn't. There is no main villain in this movie. Um, Just talking about the diversity of uh, what Robert Shaw did as red grant I'm not even talking about him playing Nash and then playing Grant as two different characters in one scene. When he's introduced in this movie, he is the silent henchman. He's Jaws. He's Mr. Hinks. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you get him being Nash. And then you get him being Grant. And he does all those so perfectly that I can almost view them as three separate characters. <laughs> and even aside from you know the fight scene, which... If we ever rank the fight scenes, I think may go down as maybe the greatest fight scene in the history of James Bond. Uh, the dialogue scenes, I can't think of any other henchman, maybe not even any other villain that can carry it, possibly Javier Bardem, but no other villain can carry dialogue scenes where you get the dinner scene, you get the you know uh, scene where he's still posing as Nash, then you get the pre-fight scene, and he's just talking and talking, and I love the 20 minutes of nonstop talking more than I would if there was action. Like it's just so perfect. And there was no way I couldn't include him as number one, even though my original list would have had jaws. Number one, Xenia on top, number two, odd job, number three, but having to have him on this list, there, there was no other choice for me. I mean, it was okay. Well, it has to be red grant. Yeah. I mean, 
I did fight for him to be here because he is, to me, the prototype of many henchmen, and I agree with everything you've said. And I, in a weird way, I think it's awesome that somebody from the second ever film um, has made it to number one in one of our slots, and he really deserves it. I didn't know you were an author for Esquire, uh, but apparently you agree. Um, and, you know, I had it six. One six is not that far away. Uh, it it's making me want to watch from Russia with love right now. So, you know, I was questioning you a bit with Zhao at number. I hate it got a bit rocky there, but you know, this is a very respectable number one. Like, I love Red Grant Nash. It's 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 great. I think I'm the only one in this episode that hasn't really had a hugely debated position. Oh, yeah. You should bask in it now, because it won't last, buddy. Now that we've forgotten that Locke hasn't been brought up by Ben, number one! (laughs) Davidov! Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that's said. I, yeah, but I I had him at six as well, but... um, yeah, I mean he's he's great, and I think like we we really had to have him on this list because if we didn't have him on the villain, we had to have him on at least one of them. It'd be kind of like if you know we ended up only going with Electra, we would have had to have Renard on this list because I mean, I mean I guess we kind of got the secondary villains list, you know, with people like Oromov and Boris that we can eventually kind of add. But Bert I mean, Saxby, Bert Saxby, um, <laughs> Davidov, um, so. Yeah, but uh, look, I, I, it kind of doesn't surprise me that I, because I do remember you talking up a lot of Red Grant in that episode. So, yeah. I, I do love that, uh, you know, this is Ben's least controversial episode ever, but yeah. still there was a 10 minute segment about the immortality of Baron Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> That's Noah, uh, not Noah Colin for you. Yeah. <laughs> How foolish of me to think that immortality was more memorable than a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, does anyone uh, keep track of who my number one is? Then? What's a bit of a small I choice. think I know who Ben hasn't mentioned. I don't know who you haven't mentioned. I think It'll Ben's be got a it. short answer. Yeah, it's Nick Dag! Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, this guy is just... Him in his little devil costume in the high fat little <laughs> <out>. Come on. <laughs> this, this, can we just point out, Nick of all the henchmen is probably the closest to ever killing Bond if it wasn't for high fat saying, take it to school. So like, he was right there. He had the, the, the fork and his little outfit jumping around. He's so cute. Um, I just love, what I love about Nick is, he he's like loyal to Scaramanga, but he's kind of like on his own of like he's hiring these guys in to 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 kill Scaramanga, and he's kind of wanting to get the inheritance of everything that Scaramanga owns. So he's like in some ways he's kind of on his own as well as being loyal. And the relationship between those two is so odd and so great. Um, He's just a joy in... There's some amazing henchmen, but there's only one on this where every single scene I'm just absolutely adoring. And he's stealing the show. And I love his kind of commentary during the kind of kill sequences and the final fight and Ben had mentioned when he's in the mast at the end and the good night, good night is so good. And 
like we for all we know he might be immortal because he's one of the few that we don't ever see dying along with bunt and uh, samity so who knows whatever happened to nick knack in the end uh herve just like gives such a cheeky performance and i'm really trying not to sound derogatory because i think he's going for all of these kind of cute devilish uh cheeky kind of thing um he just epitomizes scary but also fun which is to me james bond should be quirky it should be fun and it should be cheeky and that's my problem with the craig films is a lot of them miss the mark on it it should be fun as well Uh, it shouldn't all be serious and you can still be scary and you can still be fun uh so to me he, he ticks all the boxes and if i had to think who ticks all the boxes and is also just a joy to watch and is so memorable that's what ticks him up to number one. I love Nick Knack. Come on, more love for Nick Knack. Well, as you said, James Bond should be fun, like Die Another Day. Um, I didn't <laughs> think you liked Nick Knack this much, so I, I, in a million years, would have never Nick thought Knack. you would have... I mean, like, it's, it's, I'm probably more surprised at your top two, because I never thought that would be your top two. I could not have guessed that. What did you think? Years. I Winter thought Red Grant would have been a lot higher. I honestly thought you would have put Wind Kid, like, in your top three. Uh, and I thought Jaws was probably going to be number one. So... Yeah, but um, I mean, look, I, I agree with everything you said. I love Nick Knack. I James have, Bond I, should be more fun. I'm so sick of this BS. Make it more fun again. Man, Man with Golden Gun, maybe the most underrated James Bond movie of them all. And um, Colin, you summed it up pretty well before when you said it's actually got a really good cast and a really good set of characters. Um, so, yeah, more love for Man with Golden Gun as well. Yeah. Yeah. And... I mean, I, I ranked him, I think, the lowest at number six. And I was even saying, like, I, I feel like I've spent the majority of my life defending Knickknack and Man with the Golden Gun as being <laughs> great. So I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thrilled that he is where he is on here. So, I mean, no complaints. Uh, I think there, there is a big difference. Like, I agree. James Bond should be fun. There's a place to do serious and there's a place to do fun. I think Hinks brought back a little bit of fun. Uh, but... There, the biggest difference here, I think, between Knickknack and Winton Kid is that Winton Kid are silly, and yes, it is fun. But to me, that's not like, oh, this is this is exactly what James Bond needs to be. Knickknack is just the right level of silliness while still making him a menacing henchman. He is a real henchman. I mean, he is the one he's trying to kill his own boss the entire movie, and he has fun trying to do it. And his boss enjoys trying to be <laughs> killed by his henchman. And that's My boss does not different. enjoy me trying to kill him. I'll let you know that. <laughs> no, in fact, he sent him home with pay for it. Uh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> so he's only halfway there. He appreciates it enough to pay you, but not enough to keep you around. Uh, um, but Knickknack, like, yes, there are a couple of times where they kind of make it a joke about his height, and it's not done so much as inappropriate. You feel like her Villache or whatever his name is, like he would enjoy that playing that role. But for the majority of this movie, don't forget he's played no differently than odd job or jaws in, in knickknacks mind. And even Scaramanga's mind. It's like, yeah. Like, and that's, a, that's the thing that really works is that Scaramanga never says, Oh, this is my tiny henchman knickknack. He's like, this is knickknack. He'll kill you, you know? And that's what <laughs> makes it work so well. And I think that's some of the other stuff. A man with golden gun doesn't hold up as well, but knickknack totally does. And he's come on, tell me Roger Moore. Tell me this line is not one of the greatest lines in the history of Bond and in the first minute. Nick Nook, 
Tabasco! <laughs> and he brings a plate of Tabasco to the main villain of this movie. Come on. I love when he's doing his narration. When he's narrating. You thought it would be that easy. It can't be that easy. Yeah, isn't it great? His narration. Get him to, like, do commentary for all the Bond movies. Forget us. It should be Morgan Freeman style. <laughs> Andy Dufresne. <laughs> um... Number one, she's on a top of list. It's Zenya. <laughs> uh, see, not sexist girl at top. Um, <laughs> just girl on a top. Girl at top. Um, just incredible. I mean, you first see this woman in a Ferrari. If that doesn't sell Ben Waterworth on this woman, then nothing will. She is just beyond incredible. She steals every scene in this movie. The fact that she kills people during sex and it took them, what, <laughs> how many movies for this to be a thing? Like, this is just screams James Bond. Um, she kills a Canadian. I mean, they're the nicest people. Like, why would she do I'll that? She's just so sadistic and just doesn't give a shit. I just love all the little quirk moments, like when they're in the train and um, it's what is that bit where she's like, ah, uh, and like when he's like, oh, it tastes like strawberries, and she just like licks her lips and it's like, ah, uh. um, and just the moment when she just like Never murders everyone, and Urimov just looks at her and she's like going, ah, uh, uh, and Urimov's like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, she's just amazing. Famke Jansen is incredible. You, I think the way you said it, Colin, too, like this is basically her first major role, and you think this is like her hundredth role. And what are you talking about, Noah? She's incredible in so many other things. Uh, Nip like Hemlock Tuck. Grove. Yeah, well, I didn't I've never say seen that. that. I said she was just shit in the Hemlock Grove, and she <laughs> is. Nip Tuck, she is the best character, one of the best characters in television. I mean, I mean the, tw- the twist around her in that is one of the biggest twists in TV. It is just, She's it immortal. comes out of nowhere. Absolutely. Yeah, she is. She is a, she's a vampire. Um,. I mean, I haven't seen the X-Men movies in a while, but I remember she was good in those. Um, I Spy with Eddie Murphy and Owen Wilson. She was great in that. Is she, she good in the Hicken. X-Men movies? Jean Grey. She's, she's Jean okay, Jean Grey. She's better <laughs> the than the other Jean one. Grey, she's the okay one. <laughs> well, I haven't seen the other ones. So. <laughs> um, she was good in Tooken. Um <laughs> Fanke Jansen is incredible. She should be queen of the world. She does not yeah, age. No, she, she looks she, amazing. She does she's, age. She yeah, doesn't. She, she's t- had some assistance with not aging, too. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. She looks incredible. You shut up. Um, <laughs> at least she's I alive. I like three. our Don't other two top on ones. I didn't go number eight. She's bad in him, bro. I'd watch it purely for her. But, um, I mean, again, just like, uh, Colin, I mean, you... You make a good point when you're like, oh, Natalia was the worst out of the list. But as I said last week, like you name all those people. There's just like not a bad person in Goldeneye. Um, it's just, it's that good. And like we could do a rankings of ranking the people of Goldeneye. And that would be such a hard episode to do because they're just so amazing. Um, but yeah, she, she is the greatest, the best. And uh, I'm actually very sad that because of Noah's stupid ranking, she's not even going to make the top three. So... Yeah. Wow, thanks, Noah. Oh, stand by. Stand uh, by uh, your man. <laughs> oh, when are we going to rank Mini Driver? When the, we do our rankings edi- of the Golden Eye. 
<laughs> ranking the pinball machines of yeah. <laughs> mini driver. I like uh, Zenia, I just... and especially the machine gun bit. So I agree yeah, with everything. Rank her higher. Well, I just like the other seven more. I changed my rankings at the end of the Bowen Girls. I would not change. Oh, get out of here. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Colin, if you swap Zenya and Jaws around, you'll help go Zenya up one more spot. No, I, well, I then can't. I'll put her down more. And put Roger and Samity ahead of Zenya. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? Wint and Kid are now 21, okay? Yeah, Wint and Kid, 20. <laughs> well, Locke is now number two. Jaws, eight. <laughs> And Zal, he's off the list. <laughs> Davidov, number three. Oh, yeah, I can get behind that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something else on Xenia, but, I mean, Ben, you've, you've said it all. I've said it all. Noah said something. Uh... <laughs> I said it Here's the one thing that's most interesting about Xenia. We talked about characters they couldn't fit in this. I think... Xenia on a top is evidence that any henchman can fit in any movie because there is no way that character would work in a Daniel Craig movie, you'd think. But it shouldn't work in Goldeneye. Xenia on a top feels like something out of Diamonds Are Forever's acid trip. And yet <laughs> she works 100% in Goldeneye. And that's just crazy to me. And I think the only thing that I was really glad about uh, about having such an easy number one choice for me for Red Grant is that I didn't have to make the tough call between Odd Job, Xenia, and Jaws because... I didn't feel like I knew who would be number one. Uh, so having Red, Red Grant in there just saved me. You know, I, I'm going to keep her in my number three spot and keep Jaws higher. Uh, but I mean, it could almost be shared. I mean, she is. Share. There is no reason this should work. Let me pronounce my D's like a, a good Canadian. Shared. <laughs> Colin, I'm glad you've been attending your middle aged gay man meetings. I'm glad. <laughs> Number this is two where the Canadian accent—it is a real thing that Canadians underpronounce the T's and the D's. This is where the Canadian accent comes back to haunt me. Is that I just share? Shared. I am from this day forward. Shared. Shared. Do you, do you believe in number two? Ben, Ben, can you tell me what he's saying? I'm just hearing this Canadian guy <laughs> saying shared, shared. I yeah, just, just, just you just learn to ignore it after a while. You just go, oh, just stop being Canadian. Hey. I'm even more uh, concerned about the listeners who weren't with us three years ago, whenever the last time Noah was on, who don't realize he is an Australian who moved to Korea. And they're thinking, this is how Koreans sound? He keeps talking about he's taking North Korea and he's a traitor to us. The new listeners are saying, where's Rossi? It's from that really regional area of Korea. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that little Australian pocket in Korea. Okay. So I guess now we have to go for our averages, which do we need uh, to play Baby What's Shark song? here or something? Yeah, to, what are we going to listen to? Do, do we want Shark? Baby Sh- is Baby Shark our thinking music right now, is it? Either Baby yes. Shark or Sher, I'd say. Well, okay, or we're we- going to close with Sher and we'll play Baby Shark right now while our magical computer does this. Over to you, Baby Jaws. <laughs> Shark, do 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 do
That red, iconic grand 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 <laughs> oh, oh jump 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 then you're on a top. Dab it dab 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 Honeymoon 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 I'm gonna wake up do 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 Sigmund Freud do 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 analyze this all right, I've got the list here, don't I? Okay. Um, at number twenty-one, I liked it last time when you did this big shabam thing. I like the announcement. Like at number yeah. twenty-one. <laughs> the best. Thing All right. <laughs> Fine. At number twenty-one, Terry O'Quinn himself, Lock. At uh, number twenty, he's got to get thought... stabbed with fake dead people. It's Demetrios. At number nine. Just like Pierce Brosnan in two of his movies, it's no. Necros. Number nine? Nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> and why does Ben forget how to count? <laughs> <laughs> At number 18, he wants to go with his Babinda. It's Govinda. <laughs> At number 17, he gets left behind all the time. It's Davidov. <laughs> At the real number 17... <laughs> Is the bread Helga's? It's Helga Brandt. At number 16, better get out the magic stuff to get rid of that Professor Dent in your car, because it's Professor Dent. At number 15, he's going to go to the Bahamas on his honeymoon. It's Dario. Daria. At number 14, he'll gauge your... Gay. He'll gay. At number 14, he'll gouge your eyes out with the other members of the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's Mr. Higgs. He'll gay your eyes out. It's Winton Kid. <laughs> At number 13, he's got tools to chop your cock off. It's Stamper. At number 12, Colin Hilding ranked this guy at number 8 and he's still an idiot. It's Zow. Well. At number 11... He's immortal. It's Baron Samity. <laughs> at number 10, let's look at a bush. It's Fiona Volpe. At number 9, it's Michael Jackson's favourite henchman. It's Tee At number 8, it's ground not ice. It's Irma Bond. At number 7, eight? it's... Eight? There's, wow. there's, thank you. At number 7, they're the only gay in the village. It's Winton Kidd. <laughs> At Aww. number six, he's got a random task for you. It's blow on job. At number five, he got eaten by a shark on a boat. It's Red Grant. At number four, at three spots lower than she should be, it's Zenya on a top of not this list. At number three, <laughs> he's a little bit short of number one. It's Nick Knack Paddywhack. <laughs> at number two, nobody ever would have guessed this person would have been there, but I'm glad really she is. She's scary. And is she a she? I don't know. It's Mayday and my man. And at number one, he kills people. It's Jaws. Baby. You know, Mayday ended up number two. Wow. You know what I find? What I find interesting is none of our number ones were number one, which I think also was a first. Uh, and also, I, I I really was trying not to be upset for Winton Kid's placing until I realized that Noah ranked Winton Kid higher than Uma Bunt on our averages too. Yeah, but you know they got seventh, and you ranked them seventh, so I ranked them ninth. <laughs> ben ranked <laughs> them seventh. I'm just amazed. Like, if you had to said at the beginning of this episode, a female will finish number two in this list, 
I would not have guessed Mayday. Oh, uh, here we go. The uh, yeah, feminist voice of the podcast chime. <laughs> well, well, Ben does. I ranked point, all of it. the females in the top ten, with the exception of Helga. So you know, there's four of them. No, did um, I? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I ranked them all in the top ten, except for Helga. Uh, Fiona Volpe was number eleven. Um, ben does have a that? point. <laughs> that you had to admit we I had a point. Ex- Suck it. If we were to expect that somebody was going to be number two out of the female henchwoman, it would have been Xenia on a top because that would have been a better placing for her than number eight. But, uh... <laughs> but I, I'm actually really, in all seriousness, though, like, obviously I would have preferred Xenia to be number two because she was my number one. But like, I maybe the best thing out of this list is the appreciation for Mayday because I honestly thought me having her at number three, I was going to get complaints from you people. So um, that you makes people. me happy. You people. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being racist. Right. Racist against Koreans now, apparently. <laughs> and Winnipegians. <laughs> Mayday's great. Where did Colin put Mayday? Seventh? Seventh. Seventh. Higher than Zhao. Yep. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, well, everybody. And now um, people are thinking, release the original one, because that was pretty yeah. heated. <laughs> ben went and got a CAT scan and made himself smarter so he didn't get backed out. I didn't get backed out once! Yes! Yeah. Well, well, we still found times to do it. It was it was mostly during your, you rank Zhao higher than Jinx? <laughs> and the song? And the song? Yeah, Ben, congratulations. This was your least controversial episode of all time, of the however many episodes we've done. Oh, and now he's pro- going to write that in the write-up. <laughs> I've already <laughs> written why that. Why is Ben not controversial? I, um, it only took two random people having sex in my house for me to finally be <laughs> smart. So. Um, we, I guess we have no time to die on hold, obviously, so we haven't, <laughs> we, we haven't planned our Yeah, we put it on episode. hold. It's us. We did it. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Noah. Yeah, we need uh, to rank things. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, no, ban this. Don't let it re-release. We have to rank the third girls. <laughs> Noah's got some time. We've got to rank the, the third, fourth girls. Of but uh, Thunderball commentary is still coming up. Oh. Uh, we're just not sure if it'll be that or maybe another rankings first. If we were to do another rankings, do you think it would be the secondary Bond girls first, or would we go with something else like fight scenes? Or I think I we think should we do, do the, the, the titles. I think there's the titles. No, we're no, going to keep Quarrel and the Karen Bays and the Columbo. Yeah, I, yeah, I think of the, of the I world. think we need to do like I I like breaking it up with the pre-title, so I think we're two songs. I think the title sequences should be done next, but fuck you all. <laughs> See, Ben's controversial. He had to wait till the end of the episode. We gotta go. <laughs> Quick, I better say something racist or something. <laughs> you just called Noah. You people, you did. French people ben, aren't real people. Ben, I just want to say to you, you need to stop shirred. Shirred? Shirred? Yeah, we're going to close out with some shirred in a minute. I should know what he was saying. What's your, what's your poison? Do we like a bit of believe, a bit of strong enough, a bit of turn back time? You know, we, we already thieves. We did bring up Daria on this episode. Since huh? she originated Beavis and Butthead, can we do her duet with Beavis and Butthead? She did a yeah. she did a duet with me. Did you know this? I didn't, didn't know, know this either. 
I think what? It, right now. Video for it and everything. It was the Beavis and Butthead soundtrack sometime in the 90s. She did a duet of I've Got You, Babe, with Beavis and Butthead. I need to what is it like? Instant. I've Got You, Babe. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't we? Gypsies, Trance, and Thieves is not playing anymore because we'll hear this then. Okay. <laughs> I need to hear this right now. Uh, well, as we're probably already hearing it, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and listen for whatever our next episode is, ranking the share songs uh, as we take a <laughs> break from <laughs> James Bond. And again, on behalf of Noah, we apologize for the delay in No Time to Die. Uh, join us again soon, with or without Noah, we're not sure. My name is Colin, and <sighs> still think we should have had more. Uh, my name is Nora and uh, Sandor was robbed. And my name is Ben and I may be dumb but I never forget. They say I love yes. the yes. for its own being spent. Yes! Yes! Rock! I don't know if all that's true. You got me, but head, I got you. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> babe. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. I got flowers in the spring. I got you, you were my ring, I'm what I'm saying, you're the clown, and if I get scared, you're always around, let them say,
No, he was a mayor of Palm Springs. He's a wolf. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, well, kind of, yeah. So, like, uh, sure. <laughs> I heard you're, like, you know, into young dudes. <laughs> yeah, well, you feeling lucky, butthead? <laughs> you know, all you gotta do is just... Uh... Yeah, lose, you know, lose, you know, lose. <laughs> hey, Beavis. <laughs> Get out of here.